0: Eleven o'clock comics episode two hundred and sixteen. Oh man. Oh man, what? That was a good one.
1: Was it? Yeah, I thought so. I don't like my new my, my my new recording space. Where oh you oh, yeah, finished the right? room. I, well, we finished painting, and everything is pretty much where I want it laid out. I haven't hung any art yet, but um and has to do with it in late But, you know, it's, it's, yeah, this is, I think, where the machine's going to go. This is where this going to be sitting when I'm, when I'm, when I'm chatting with my voice. Is
0: it near a window?
1: It is, well, once once we dismantle this treadmill, uh, it's it, sort of, I don't know. There's only two windows in, in this room, and one's at the headboard. Of where, 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 where the futon is. And and so
0: the neighbors can hear you. Exactly. Oh, calling for Jesus.
1: <laughs> on, uh, and the other one is, is in this little dorm right here. So. Mm. i think take so pictures. I'll, I'll post the man the ante when everything's done. Nice. Sure.
2: We'll do it. I still
1: gotta
3: get my pictures to what robot sex or whatever you call it is. Let's do you that here. Yeah, one of these my Ferrari me. Yeah, yeah. No, I do. I, I, they, Jason, they are safe, but I will get them into the, the um, safe hands of the, the postal service. I Here. trust you. Safe,
0: yet drooled upon. Drooled upon. Yeah, pretty. I'm hoping yeah. to be
3: cool. And, and I tell you what, there's even going to be a surprise in there for you.
0: Ooh, Ooh some some Christmas DNA. Mm-hmm. Did I hear poker? I hardly know her. No. Poker. Did did you say poker, Jason? You're hosting a poker game? Indeed. Nice. I wish I could yeah. play. You know what would make that even better? Hmm? If it wasn't a poker game but a magic tournament and you were hosting it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be hot. <laughs> He'd be like, what is this well, we're gonna shit? We're going to have
4: different tables. We're going uh, uh, to have a Stratego table. We're going to have a, uh, a Settlers of Catan <laughs> table. Really? Really?
0: A Hero a Clicks table.
2: table.
4: Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, a Magic table and a poker All right. table.
0: Nice. I've never the, played oh, Settlers of Catan. I've heard it's really good.
4: I've never played any of those things other than poker.
0: But it's everywhere, though. Toys what? R Us has it. Settlers. Um, yeah, our, yeah, yeah. our Target has it. Walmart. It's like they've they branched out into every chain. It's crazy. And
4: speaking of Walmart, how about that Lego
0: story? The Lego story.
4: You don't go to the forums, so you wouldn't know what I'm talking about. But,
2: oh!
4: Uh, <laughs> oh, snap. Oh, snap. Oh, um, my uh, my son got the Lego Tie Fighter as a birthday present, uh-huh. and that's we go to big. open it up to build it, and uh, he dumps it out and he's like, looking for the minifigures, you know, because that's oh, what they no. was doing there. N- no, in there. So then we look at one of the bags. Some dude or chick, I guess, but somebody bought this set, brought it home took all the minifigures and all the, like, key pieces out, then put Bobo, like, random, oh, no. like, brick and pieces
0: back in, like, then red. hot
4: glue gunned the plastic bags back together. You can actually see the dollops of hot glue. And then hot glued the box back together and returned it. That's oh, a
0: problem God. these days, because the minifigures yeah. are, are go for buko.
4: Yeah, but luckily, I mean, Walmart was real cool. Beth uh, took it back today, and they were cool about oh, exchanging. Man, that... Still, I mean, that- think about how evil that is at what level you really
3: just is. ruined a kid's birthday that's yeah. the main or, thing uh, right he, he i mean boned. oh yeah i mean he'll carry that he's scarred for life no 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 he got i got
0: gotta put this it. this is going in the show notes as despicable lego tactics
1: <laughs> <laughs> we do not condone
0: no of no. course not hey everybody no I we think- do condone The Brotherhood, that is 11 o'clock comics, and you are listening to it, episode 216, bitches. I am Vince B. Fantastic Four, back again.
3: Yeah, it feels good. Uh, Back together again
1: for the first time. Uh, I'm Chris (laughs)
0: Tranceman.
1: Stan. (laughs) 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 It feels good, it's a little premature. I'm David Price. And
4: I'm Daniel Dryberg.
0: No, you're not Daniel Dryberg. Otherwise known as? I have no idea. What? I don't know. What? Who? Hey, okay. Night Owl.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh. Uh, all right. See but the the new one. Yeah. You're not Night Owl. You are. <laughs> See, I'm in one mood mo- mode, and that 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 uh, question just kicks me right off the track. It's like I a know, reload a switch. Bit. You're not lemon meringue. That's what I had today. You are Jason Wood, Everybody, that's and it? this. Episode has been sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com, where you can get your favorite funny books and collectibles at huge discounts. I got my box today. It was massive. I don't usually get massive boxes, but this thing was a gargantuan box. There was so much good stuff in there. Uh, 35 to 75% off your favorite stuff, delivered right to your door, wrapped up all nice and tidy. I got peanuts, though. I didn't get the phone. You got penis? Yeah, a lot of penis. Uh, and they are the <laughs> best. Said. Check them out yourself. DcbService dot com, and if you are a first time yeah. customer, you can enter the following code in the wonderfully groomed receptacle, and you will get an extra eight percent off your already hugely discounted order. David, what's that code? E O C and the number eight. Yeah, yeah. E O C eight. That's us. Late eleven o'clock comics and eight percent more. Do it. Discount comic book service. service dot com. Take it hey, away. Uh,
3: uh, uh, a pre ordering note, uh, I mentioned it as uh, a couple weeks ago, as my uh, In Your Travels, that I had uh, uh, been lucky enough to read a preview copy of Revival by Mike Norton and Tim Seeley. Uh, Well, Rich Johnson over at Bleeding Cool this week had a story that it has been um, criminally Mm underordered and that it is going to be featured as a preview in the next issue of Walking Dead. So interest in revival is probably going to spike big time because of that. So... Don't expect it to be at your LCS whenever you get there because it will probably be sold out. So if you're still doing your DCBS order, I don't know if it's still available for pre-order or if you want to drop them a line, but you want to get on that pretty uh, pretty quick because it's going. I'm predicting that it's going to be chew-like in um, its um, in its secondary market. Wow. So I, I, that that was the same recipe for Chew. Is that it was it was under ordered, and then there was a preview in the back of Walking Dead, and yeah. local comic shops didn't order enough of of them, and then demand spiked on it, and uh, and people were kind of left uh, waiting for the second, third, and fourth printing. So get on Revival, and it's it's really good. It's really good.
0: That's the truth. And and, and the creators are nice guys too.
3: They are, they're. They're awesome guys, and I'm not just And very that talented, too. Because I know them. They are, they're awesome, awesome people and great creators.
0: Honest, honest creators. Have you seen the Bleeding Cool, number zero? No. 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 Ugh. Ugh. The layout is nasty. I mean, the zero issue came out today, and it was uh, loaded with things you would normally see on, on the website. They had an article on Boom and uh, oh, sure. Va- Valiant and stuff, but... Uh, especially price, I think it was a buck forty-nine for uh, a bunch of pages. And the regular magazine is going to be, I th- I believe I read, a hundred and twenty-eight pages for less than five bucks. Swizzy. But they need to tweak the layout. The layout is just.
3: Here's the the question I always nope have with toast. stuff that w- like that: um, Are you getting anything more than you can get online?
0: I think I th- I, I I think he's you know, there's definitely a divide between what's going in the magazine and what's appearing on the website. Okay. What I can assume, ah, but I, the, the the zero issue didn't didn't uh, trip my switch.
1: Well, it's so. nice to see Garib land on his feet.
0: It does have a Wizard feel to it. <laughs> that's so mean. Not visually, but just in the you know the in the, the premature the, hype, the hump, oh. the hump. No fart yeah. jokes. I like fart jokes.
1: I know that's why I also
0: like play. Twisted Toy Fair Theater. That was the best part of Wizard.
3: I you know I like that as well.
0: Yeah, that was always fun.
3: I'd like to see uh, uh L Dave do something like that with his photography. Oh awesome. he was
0: born to do that shit. Yeah. Of course it'd be mm-hmm. it'd be too artsy fartsy if, if Dave did it. I mean when they did it they just used play doh for the eyes, you know, like bugging out. Dave would set it up, block the scene, light it
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Take> like a <laughs> month to do like a two page comic strip. I gotta awesome. talk
3: to that boy about some photography. I'm getting ready to hopefully upgrade my camera. So I need uh, some. Let me upgrade you. Some, regents, some, like some tutorials. Yeah. Alright.
2: Hey, let's upgrade some uh, some
3: some some drinks here. Um, uh, Wood, why don't you kick us off this week? What are you drinking?
4: I'm gonna I'm the I'm gonna bring the funk like a nasty dunk. Uh, I am drinking some. um, This was Mr. Scotty Young was drinking last week, and when he mentioned it, I thought, "Oh, that is a perfect summer drink." So I'm drinking it this week. Some linen kugel. Well,
3: there you go. The summer shandy or just the Mm -hmm. Mm linen kugel? Yes, sir. Very
4: Delish. delish,
2: delish.
3: There you cool. go. A funny word. Uh, yeah. Mr. Uh,
1: Mr. David, how about you? Uh, this is also a thank you to Mr. Mrs. L.A. Rabbit, uh, Andrew and Lisa, for some reason, don't know why. Well, no, his, his, the the postcard, the note did say why. Um, we were home and the doorbell rang, had no idea. I, I thought Renee had ordered something from UPS. She thought I ordered something from UPS. Open up this box, two boxes. Um, one of which contained wine glasses. The other contained three bottles oh. from uh Folia the the, the the vineyard that makes menage Trois. And oh. we had a bottle of white. A bottle, a bottle of yeah, white, uh, I knew you were gonna red. do that. Of oh the, my god. Of the rose. No. Well, yeah, the, the, the red would be this infidel. And uh, and and a uh, and a, a a blush,
4: but you always did like the pink. Oh yeah, but <laughs>
1: yeah. it's it's uh it, those rather tasty. But I I just so I I am thanking Andrew and, and Lisa for that. And I mean we we met them we met them both at New York Comic Con last uh-huh. October. And I mean just just very friendly, nice people. Very yes, very nice, very friendly, and 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 you know didn't run away screaming when 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 they saw us. So. It's uh, it, it really was a, a very generous and, and thoughtful gift, so I, I thank you both for that. And the wine is damn tasty. Sweet. Nice. And
3: how about
0: you, Mr. B? I heard the Muslims hate the Zinfandels. <laughs> their heads off. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> I made Jason laugh. Well, I great. am drinking the Yingling.
4: That's one of those ones that people are going to be listening to this, and like 10 minutes from now they're going to start laughing.
2: <laughs> oh, it's typical, mean, isn't it?
3: You remember whenever I went to, uh, went to Florida and was talking about how there was yingling all over the place? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Bean, uh, from the forum, Bean uh, let me in on why. There is apparently a huge yingling brewery down in the Tampa area. Now. No kidding. Yeah, so, so they're, it's not just being brewed in Pennsylvania. It's, it's, it's down there in Florida. Uh, I have a, a thank you before I forget and get on to my drink roll call. Uh, Jim Bob Kim. Listener of the show, uh, amazing artist, uh, great person. He uh, he did this really awesome and funny um, uh, sketch, uh, more than a sketch. I mean, it was a fallen illustration of the where in the world is Christopher Neisman whenever I was on the walkabout, and he was kind enough to uh, to send that up to me. So I got that in the mail this week, which was a a very pleasant and uh, very nice surprise. So uh, he's awesome. So thank you, Jumbob. I am drinking. Uh, i don't know, I told you guys uh last time we talked that the wife and I are doing a little lifestyle change we've uh, uh adopted a paleo lifestyle uh which is changing our eating and drinking habits uh so you're drinking
4: based- ostrich egg uh ostrich egg uh
2: <laughs> something, shakes-
3: something like that something like that in, in addition to like taking all of the grains out of our diet and uh and uh eating a lot of a lot of meat um, i can't mm-hmm. drink a whole lot of beer on a regular basis I kind of save it. Um, for a limited amount on the weekends but i can drink red wine during the week and i can drink bourbon which makes chris happy so i am having some of the uh 30 something year old jim beam that uh that andy tom uh brought me up for c2e2 so i got uh, got old jim beam on the rocks tonight so um uh, but not much because i gotta be a good boy
0: <laughs> Huh, you now, gotta love no, for, those Paleolithic Bourbon When You ears. say
4: not much. Do you mean like half a jug, or <laughs> I mean like Wait, tonight probably like two ounces. So,
0: okay. Oh wow,
4: two ounces mm-hmm. is not much. No, it isn't. No, just a little. Damn, dude. I like. I don't think I like Clean Chris. <laughs> I'm hey, when I'm getting ripped. Our show was awesome. not based <laughs> on Clean Chris. You
3: know that. Yeah, right?
1: seriously. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll probably fall off the wagon, but you know, I gotta, I gotta, you
4: know. Get in good shape. And, it's you know. cute that you said probably.
3: <laughs>
2: <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> well, you got till December twenty fifth to enjoy it. Oh, twenty twenty first. Oh, yeah. yeah.
3: Is that so, is that when? Uh, that's it. That's the, the end. Comes back again. <laughs> no. No,
0: oh. no, 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 <laughs> no.
1: Uh, s- speaking of the mail, I, I have to just. I I'm very happy <laughs> that I received something in the mail. I am just not real thrilled with with how. Um, the, the postal service, the mail carrier, decided to crim it in. They mangled the shit out of that. They uh, yeah, they, they is a nice little dent in the cover and, and kinda of going into the first few pages, but the collected edition of Oceanverse is a beautiful looking package uh hey, yeah. mike schwartz did a fantastic job putting this thing together i love the cover feel i love it's. it's i got my little sketch inside there's the acknowledgments in the back for those of us that contributed via kickstarter um i'm very happy i have it and 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 um and thank you mike for for just for making this this great webcomic available in this nice larger size widescreenish Format of of a trade paperback. The, this this thing is great. If if you can get your hands on it, people do it. It's
2: it's mm-hmm.
1: it's great
3: stuff. I, would you would you say it's uh, if you are a fan of Atomic Robo, you will probably enjoy Oceanverse?
2: That- I
1: I think that's yeah. Fair yeah to I'd say? say kind of From a
4: t- tone standpoint, How about I, Allen. So, as far as can, the science and I, things can, like that, yeah. Can I be honest with you? I I I like Oceanverse better than. Than atomic Robo, but i guess I, I know i'm in the i know'm in the minority a little bit because i know it's a very popular book but th- that's that's a book that is like one of those consensusly loved books that i just it just didn't grab me i've tried two yeah. two of the miniseries i mean it's not bad it just it just didn't like reel me in you know um but i but i really enjoyed uh, what i've read of Oceanverse so far so let's see that
0: yeah. he's disgustingly uh creative and regular too i mean he yeah, produces those superhero that stuff fish on he does bang, at the bang, bang. Are, yeah
2: are awesome yeah dude.
1: yeah, yeah.
0: I hate anybody that does their thing with some kind of regularity. <laughs> don't like. Hey, them, man,
3: do. we're regular
1: every week.
0: That's true. I should hate myself then, yes. and you guys.
1: <laughs> well, that's what, good, we, what are we
0: going to talk about? Let's talk about some comics. Yeah, what you got? I don't. I want Chris to go first because I know he was reading something that I'm going to have a chance to jump in on. So.
3: All right. Um, the cl- you don't want you,
0: you don't want to go first.
3: The coldest city. Is that what you want to talk about?
0: The no. coldest city, Antarctica? <laughs> no, I was talking not. about some wonton. I know,
3: I know, I know. <laughs> um, okay, I, I will not talk about the coldest city right now. That's a really you good. You can episode. talk about that.
0: You can yeah, talk about no, both sorry. of
3: them. No, no, no. I want to jam with you on uh, on wonton soup. Ooh, wow. uh, we are all big fans. I think I I'm not lying when I say that we're all big fans of James Stokoe, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Yes. That, yeah. yeah.
0: Which is, is odd because he's Canadian.
3: You know, I keep thinking of him as being from Seattle, so just <laughs> let me a
0: little,
3: little fantasy. Uh no, he is he is Canadian. I think he's from the Vancouver area. He is uh I believe good buddies with uh Brandon Graham and Marion Churchland. Is it Churchland? Yes, yeah. Churchland. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I always wanna say Churchill. Uh Marion Churchland. So it's kind of that uh that Vancouver uh group of uh O creators. Um he did a series through Viz uh, a few years ago called Wonton Soup, and has been um, uh, collected and released in, in digest form. And um, at first uh, glance, it looks very manga-ish. Um, uh, first of all, it, it was from Viz. Now it's being published by Oni. Um, okay. and Really, it,
0: I didn't know this came out from Viz too.
3: I I believe. I hope I'm not misspeaking.
0: You I You may this. be thinking of Brandon Graham. Because his uh, King City came out through well, that, his, no, I thought the um, Tokyo Pop, to- Tokyo Pop, right? Yeah,
4: it uh, came out from Tokyo Pop. Yeah,
3: you know, I'm gonna have to spot check this. I'll, I'll, I'll look a little bit later. But I was pretty sure that this started mm. a bit. So, okay, cool. e- even if it, even if it didn't, it, it is, uh, it's through Oni is mm-hmm. how the uh, uh, the digest is released now. And to get into the actual like meat of it, it is all uh, beautiful James Stokoe, black and white art. And um it says it right on the front and it grabbed me and I said, That sounds freaking cool. It is described as a space trucker cooking opera.
0: <laughs> it's true. That's and that's pretty that good description.
3: Is what it is. It centers around uh the main character is Johnny Boyo and uh and his friend uh Deacon Vans. They are uh, interstellar truckers, and, uh, and they basically do just that. If you imagine uh, uh, truck drivers in outer space, they go from uh, planet, and planet to planet and space station to space station, and they haul uh, goods, uh, some, uh, some legal, some not.
0: They haul shit, literally. Is that what
3: they're Sh- hauling it, shit? Okay. Shit,
0: it's an shit. acronym. Oh, okay. Uh, superheated Incendiary Turbo Tee
3: yeah uh, yes okay <laughs> it's, been, it's been it's been like th- almost a month since i read this so uh, a lot uh, uh there's there's so many little funny things in here like that um there is uh, a scene where they are attacked by space ninjas, which you would think of as being the most awesome and deadly things in the universe, and they're not. They're really just kind of like these douchebag annoyances, and Johnny Boyo uh, does a pretty good job of immediately dispatching them, but they, uh, they do run into some mechanical problems, and that uh, leads them back to Johnny Boyo's if not his home planet where he was uh, a student for a very long time as uh, he, was a, he was a culinary student um, before they get to the, the planet he uh, does uh, reveal in the scene his recipe for wonton soup which is one of the cool things about the book is that it takes a lot of things that we're very familiar with from uh, just a, a nomenclature standpoint but then it puts a an outer space uh twist to it with a lot of the ingredients and the techniques and and that kind of stuff Um uh, but he he gets back to this planet he meets a his ex-girlfriend who's hot and it brings back a lot of uh a lot of why he left the planet and and you know why he doesn't want to be there and he's trying to avoid people but uh uh he's able to to track down his old mentor and and friend uh his uh a professor um and then along the way uh gets involved in a uh iron chef like food challenge with um two extraterrestrial twins and <laughs> it is a uh it is an iron chef for the ages and i'll just leave it at that but you know the the, the whole thing uh it just as I'm reading it, I'm just like Julian Lytle would love that I was reading this with a big freaking grin on my face the entire time because this is what I believe Julian would refer to as fly comics.
0: <laughs> yeah. where, where do you think I got my copies from? From Julian. Yep, it, from Julian.
3: It is so fun, and it is so just cram packed with fun, big ideas and little nuances that just little sound effects and little creatures and, and things that you might e- you know even miss on the first pass. So there is some rereadability to it. I mean, it's not an incredibly deep book or, or, or sh- it's not going to unlock the mysteries of the universe, but it is going to make you um, enjoy reading comics and um, kind of enjoy the things that you're passionate about in life. Yeah. It's one of the I- things... On my walkabout, that I was like, "Okay, this is reminding me why I love comics and what is awesome about being passionate about things."
0: Wow! So. And see, I'm stunned that you you like this as much as you do. Oh, I
3: loved it, dude! Because I I, the, I, I love to cook, and so that's it, what I'm saying. As Aside from, man,
0: from the 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 culinary aspects of it, the way it's presented and the style in which it's presented does not scream "Love Me, Neesman." You uh, know was, what I mean? it's but i think in uh in wonton soup the devils in the details it's the story is yeah, is yes. fun and it takes you where it has to go but along the way he makes these stops uh mm-hmm. and and disgusting levels of of deep design and detail of the clothing and the spaceships and other vehicles and aliens and 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 the, just the, the, the press yeah, the hands—they I mean, have—it yeah. shows you how to do the handshakes in this damn thing. One's and, called like and the Batman, and, yeah. and he'll sh- he'll show the guys their their hands touching and the fingers moving in the directions they should move in. It, it it's uh-huh. not there's the, a the whole product- language
3: of handshakes in the in this in this book, and yeah, yeah it's it's amazing in these little little details
0: yeah and that's I mean it doesn't end there like the, the the products they use, the food they eat, the games they play the uh, robots are are disturbingly detailed the design of them i mean you you would think like they're, they're definitely that the the form does follow the function they look like they were designed to do that that which they are supposed to do you know what I mean there's some, uh, there's,
3: there's some interesting things about about Stoko is that you know when I was just kind of becoming familiar. With his work, we'd seen like you know, at like the the huge Galactus drawings that he did, which were yeah. cool. But then you start looking at it, it's like, is it cool or is it just a lot of noodling? And then you read something like this or or some uh, of the stuff that he's done in Orkstein, and you're like, no, there, there's a refinement to to him as an artist that um, you know. I'm very much a believer that if you can do the basic stuff really, really well. Then you can you know push on and really experiment beyond that. And you read wonton soup, and it's like no, Stoko is a f- a phenomenal artist and cartoonist. And so the stuff that you see where he's gone you know completely you know out of his mind on stuff, you're like, okay, he's just pushing the boundaries on stuff. Yeah, you agree?
0: You, you, yes, you could definitely see though the kinship with with Brandon Graham because oh, yeah. like like Graham really for with the
3: fuzziness.
4: Wow. Yeah, we're like a half hour early. <laughs> but yes, you can see that they are from the same school and it's the same thing, like um uh I'm I'm actually fascinated by that because they and like Farrell Dalrymple and um Simon Oliver like, they're all buddies, you know? And they all seem to have... A, a, I mean, they're, they're different, but they have a similar aesthetic. And it just baffles me because, you know, I mean, you would think it's not uncommon for artists to be buddies and even work in the same studios or to collaborate. But to have such similar aesthetic is unusual, you know? I mean... Um, well, it, you know, I, I have a feeling
3: they probably... Uh, I'm guessing that they're all pretty close to the same age and
4: have a lot of the same mm-hmm. interests. It's just a guess. Yeah, no, you're probably. right. I mean, I, I don't know how old they are, but from the looks of them, they're all in their sort of are, their mid to late thirties, I would say. So, yeah.
0: I doing? do. not so good, buddy.
4: Effed up. You're worse but- than uh, than. Uh, never mind. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Continue. Uh,
3: so, so anyway, wonton soup. It's uh, it is from Oni. I'll double check on that on that Viz stuff. I may be wrong on there, but the. Uh, um, uh, it is a complete graphic novel. Retails for eleven ninety five, and was uh, it was awesome. If you like Orkstain, uh you should enjoy this. Even though it is not, this is more his sci-fi take. Uh, this is this is Star Wars. Uh, if uh, if Orkstein is like Lord of the Rings.
0: Mm-hmm. So, tell, me so, not, tell me i'm not still bad oh, dude. Yeah, fuck come on <laughs> i'm not done uh, you're
3: rough dude <laughs>
2: do we want to
3: pause hey you know what, what the, What's pa- can we pause for a second and i'll just sure. uh, i need to um, um, get something. Get I'll another be. two ounces <laughs> no i need to i need to not get two ounces i need to get some water so let's okay. just pause for a second.
0: okay while chris is getting that i got a couple things to say about orc stain or uh wonton soup look at that i'm all screwed up um what I meant with the Brendan Graham uh, reference was they they find these really su- not so subtle, but, but similar ways of inserting their personality into the architecture of the book. Like the signage that Brendan Graham does in, in King City. Stokoe does a lot of that in the various locales in this book. Um, like t-shirts and products in the background. Just like props, really. Uh, er- everything has... a a logo on it, it's all designed um, and, and it's very unique to the creator. But the approaches between the two of them are very similar, right? Um, another thing that, that's really cool about Wonton is there's a, a friggin' element of danger to everything. Like it, it, it's <laughs>
3: cooking it's a, has never been so dangerous, right?
0: It's, it's a cooking opera, but the cooking is not opening a can or, or or filleting fish, you know what I mean? The 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 one thing in early on. Johnny Boyo's making something and he uh I guess one of the ingredients is a, a a paste that's made up of of millions of these little tiny microorganisms but they they're like the aliens they have a hive mind and if you don't prepare them exactly the right way they'll turn on the chef and kill him. So so he's using this this stuff but
3: but, but, but on on the inverse it's. it was it the same ingredient that it it's basically it's sole purpose for existing right. is, 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 is is to be to is be, to be, to be cooked. Eaten. yeah yeah, yeah. To be, so the
0: the the thing is very very specific about the way in which it's cooked because that, that's what it exists for right so if you don't do it exactly right it it will kill you and the the there's not too many devices capable of cooking this stuff at the temperature required so he's almost like um uh, what's his name on star trek uh, Scott, uh scotty right he can jury rig stuff uh, with with uh spit and polish to get it to work and he takes apart this cooker that uh, to to make it cook at the right temperature and he does this all within his little tiny room uh he uses grenades and stuff to cook it's nuts yeah. the, the the levels they go to just to cook in this thing
3: but but it, and and this and it's what the the CXL is that the, the yeah sixel the, six the, the sexle, whatever the sexel and he uh, he prepares it and it you know, white morphs into this you know almost like sphinx like pot roast <laughs> looking thing yeah. and and he looks at him and he's like he's like you know thank you uh six or whatever you look absolutely delicious and it actually talks back to him and says no problem <laughs> and so it's it's like yeah it's why i'm here it's i know you're getting ready to eat me but it's you know my it's it's my purpose you know and, and my my being is to is to be prepared correctly so yeah it um it takes a major, well, I get you know, Vince, I'm actually surprised because you are not a, a food nerd. No. And as I'm reading this, I'm like, it takes a major food nerd and comic book fan to really enjoy this. So I'm actually glad that you enjoyed this as much as I did because yeah, I figured it, a lot of the culinary stuff would be completely lost on you.
0: No, but it's like space food, though. You know what I mean? It's, it, he, <laughs> yeah. There's there's an element of fantasy and, and science fiction into the well, cooking, yeah, which makes you, it cool.
3: If you watch like Iron Chef now, it's like there'll be these crazy bastards cooking with you know uh, what uh, the uh, why am I drawing a blank? Uh, the sub-zero stuff, um, super freezing,
0: liquid nitrogen.
3: Liquid nitrogen. I want to say nitroglycerin, which would be more. <laughs> we <like>, really cool. <laughs> <laughs> so cook with nitroglycerin in wonton soup, uh, but like liquid nitrogen, and you get the, like you know the molecular gastronomy, which is like what was going on in wonton soup they, they'll be doing this just crazy you know b- b- cooking with blow torches and, and and that kind of stuff so
0: yeah and there's a martial arts element too to, to the cooking as you'll mm-hmm. see in the cook-off towards the end it's not just you know choppy chop and, and put did, stuff in a pan
4: How do you get like, on this with the quickness no you do yeah, yeah. thing. you'll love it yeah i
0: think they're out of print both volumes. Yeah,
4: I, th- I think they are as well. But maybe it'll, now that he's uh, getting a little name for himself, oh, he's got yeah. all those uh, Sullivan Sluggers riches coming his way. He can uh, get a <laughs> little program going to print this and, up.
0: But the uh, the author page in the back of the first volume is quite prophetic because uh, it says James Stokoe, blah, blah, blah. Here he is. This is what he does. Um, has a love for Godzilla on a par with other men's love of pie. Yes. So it does portend to his... F- Current assignment at IDW on the uh, the Godzilla miniseries. It's is your, it,
2: it's,
3: yes? yours printed by Oni?
0: Sure is. Okay. Oni. Nice design oh, I too mean. on these little books. These these manga volumes are very nice. You
3: know, I might be thinking of King
4: City with the Viz thing. Mm. Think mayhap you are, my friend. Maybe, the, yeah. but
0: that's okay. They're they're brothers, right? You know, Chris, brothers I think
4: there's a manga that you'd be interested in. I've heard it's excellent. I have not read it yet, but uh, but I've heard it's excellent. and It's pretty much like perfectly designed for you. It's a uh, um, Oishinbo. Yeah. Um, the the, uh, the the manga. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was put out by Viz here in the states, but it's uh, it's okay. about Japanese cuisine and cooking. But it's like my understanding is it's not. It, it's pretty much a uh, very much almost like a cookbook. It's it's like the art of making like Japanese cuisine. Uh, oh, neat. Yeah. So
3: yeah, be that in like, and,
4: like heat fall sale or something maybe.
3: There's a uh, there's a, a documentary out right now on on a guy who's a, a sushi. Chef that I want to see on, on that same same mode of thought, mm-hmm. so, uh, yeah. so, which is supposed to be pretty pretty amazing. So anyway, yes, wonton soup. Yes. I mean, two really volumes from from Oni. Is there two S- volumes? Yep. So much, yeah. really.
0: Yeah, I'm holding the, the second one in my in my little hand. Oh, get now.
3: That makes me angry that I don't have it, but really excited <laughs> because there's more wonton soup. Yeah. How's the second one?
0: Uh, it's a, a different tone than the first one. Yeah, very much different. Uh, same same approach, but uh, it's. Im- I think the second one's much more involved. It's more adventure-like than the first.
3: Still, mm. still dealing with food. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And, and hookers.
0: Yeah, and and uh, Deacon plays Although, a much bigger part in the second one.
3: Deacon's funny. De- yeah. Deacon, Deacon's kind of the Han Solo to Johnny Boyo's Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Um, but it, there's a lot of Wobo in that character.
0: He just wants to get his wick dipped. That, that's it's, his yes. his reason for existing. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's, he's
3: pretty he's pretty single-minded. <laughs>
0: yeah. Let's
4: be honest, who doesn't? Right. It's,
0: it's true. It, there there's even one section where uh they they have a little bit of time on the ship and they're like between planets going to to waiting for the tow truck and uh, the space tow truck and uh, this guy called Lindros. He, Which is great. He was he, on he, Eric. He, he's Johnny's friend, <laughs> um, and they play this game. Uh, that's uh, it looks like a bit like chess gafo that's what it is and the each individual piece is disgustingly designed by stoko and the machine that that uh, assists in the playing of the game is designed it, it's 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 just level after level of this really deep thought involved in every aspect of this damn universe that'll just it, it, it'll it'll mystify you when, you when you when you read it it's it's i don't know conceptually how long it took him to come up with this but i'm thinking there was a lot of legwork involved in, in this book because it's just not thrown down
3: but the big thing is that it doesn't get lost in all of that oh. it is it is an incredibly fun book to
0: read yeah it's lighthearted too even yep. though there's death involved and and yeah. and other things, but it's, it's kind of lighthearted.
3: It's kind of cartoon death, you know. It's, yeah. Um, yeah. It's in whenever you read it, you kind of understand. It's like ah, uh, you know. It's
0: yeah. Like it's the Marleafs. I don't know him. Hmm? The Marleafs are, are, are a scream. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> we that's won't okay. say anything I, about I, that because it's a. That, no, that's not.
3: Inter- yeah, it is. It is so brilliant. These things. Have um, no defense except they are cute, yeah. and so they are so cute that no predator could bring themselves to to kill them.
0: They look like and little Kool Aid men, little chubby Kool Aid men. Uh, <laughs>
3: yeah, and and they and as they opposed just, to the skinny Kool Aid man that we're all familiar with. Yes, well, that's true. I, they just, I imagine them being pink and walking around and just going
0: Marley.
2: Yeah, very. <laughs>
3: And that's all they do. It's like, Marleaf. And they're so cute. And then one of the twins uses them as an ingredient.
0: <laughs> and chops chops the fucker right in half on panel. And, <laughs> and,
3: and all the other Marleafs just look at him and go, oh, Marleaf? <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking brilliant. So funny. So good fun. stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, really good. Sounds like you were watching Pokemon. I know. It's, it's kind of like um, if if he had cut Pikachu in half.
0: Ooh, <laughs>
4: alrighty, alrighty, Dan. A master shit, <laughs> alrighty, Dan.
0: Who's going next?
4: Uh, well, you were crackly, something If you want to go yeah. now, do your thing, mm-hmm.
1: baby. Do, do I, I want to go
0: now? I don't know. Um, I got a done in one that oh, yeah? is is a oh, bit. It's an introduction to a much larger and deeper universe. If you you enjoy this done-in-one, you have a long road ahead of you because it's by um, Alejandro Jodorowsky. We know him, right? It's called The Weapons of the Meta Baron. um, Illustrated by Travis Cherest. Cheray, I say. Cheray, I believe you. Cheray and um, Zoran Yanyatov. Um see, I, I, yeah yeah I don't want to come off like I didn't like it because I, I I certainly did I certainly did but when I get to the end of this um, I I just have uh you'll see it's a, it's a done in one and it's pretty brilliantly conceived uh as a a dip of the toe in into the uh very often murky waters of Master Yodo's meta-barons which
3: yeah. is a part of a bunch of yeah, that's
0: yeah. a big universe. The Metabarons and the Inkle and the Technopriests. I yeah, mean, they, they, they overlap in a lot of areas. But um, essentially, it's a tale of No Name, the last Metabaron. He has no name, but people call him No Name, so therefore, he has a name, and it's No Name. Okay? Uh, and there are reasons for why he's the last Metabaron in the story. I, I won't, well, I, maybe I will. His universe is called the Ineid it's an octagon a universe shaped like an octagon this eight-sided construct where streams of energy like cascade from each of the sides to this central point uh, at this central point there's an asteroid it's it's the beating heart of the Aeneid called the Umful Umful, um, and, and residing within the asteroid are eight semi-immortal beings known as the Intra-Sleepers. And these guys are charged with the construction of the dreams of all living creatures. And it is to these men that no name rushes in the hope that they can solve his problem. He's got a really big problem. Very last Meta Baron, and he happens to be losing his memories. Why, well, because he recently procured a weapon com the, called the omnigrail, and this device it it's it, in using this device it physically bonds with him and it consume it's consuming his memories as it does so, so the the interest sleepers, my son's outside stirring up shit. The, the, the interest sleepers restore the Metabaran's memory, and that's, that's the hook to this entire one shot. As they restore the Metabaran's memory, Yodorowski allows the reader a glimpse into what they're putting back. So you, you get to witness the beats in No Name's formative years, like his ascendancy to the position of Metabaran, which involves patricide. You can't become a Meta Baron just by, you know, schooling or training or, you know, filling out the correct forms. You have to overcome the previous Meta Baron, and that's your father-mother. That That's his, his uh, progen- Jafada, progenitor Agora. So he has to beat his father in order to and become that's, the Meta Baron.
3: That's, that's all... The barons.
0: Yeah, it's it's yeah. like this this genealogy of of these ultimate warriors. I mean, they don't get beat. They always have a contingency plan. They always win, uh, unless they're until, fighting until, one of their until, own. <laughs> yeah, and,
3: and and until the end. And yeah, that's uh, that that's their their final test is to uh, is to to kill kill the meta-baron to become the meta-baron. Right. But in
0: doing so, they have to kill their loved ones, their, 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 their father. But, see, that's the deal with No Name as he... Well, it's no secret. He beats his father, and in doing so, he kills his father. And he proclaims during the ba- at the end of the battle that he will never bring a child into the world. He'll never have anything, any of his spawn have to endure the pain that he's enduring, so therefore, he is the last Meta Baron. Pretty damn cool, right? hmm uh, So you have two artists... It's a
3: beautiful ha- illustration, by the way, of... With of, him? Of he with his... Um, um, oh yeah, father, mother. That's I mean, it's it's yeah, it's creepy, awesome.
0: That's the thing that I want to get into. Two artists at work here, uh, Yenyatov and Shere. Now, I would be a fool if I didn't say Travis Chere is a hell of a draftsman. The man can draw the, the shit out of anything. All of his panels are beautifully composed. The rendering is impeccable. Uh, I love how he inserts a bit of noise into his coloring. I mean, you don't get flat colors with Travis. There's always a bit of granularity to them that makes them look three-dimensional and, 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 and modeled. He, he's, a, he's an amazingly capable illustrator. Not so hot with the sequentials. And that—that's uh, this book doesn't fail. All Chere's pages are nicely designed. There's uh, a certain flow to them. But when you butt them up against Zoran Yanyatov's work, it's like night and day. And <clears throat> and and Yanyatov does it with about a million less lines. I mean, he uh, Zoran doesn't noodle. He's very much in the Mobius school. He'll 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 apply the heavy, intense lineage when he needs it, but for the most part, he just contours and lets the color do the work. Whereas, uh, Sharae, man, he goes in and it is finely detailed. It's nuts.
3: Yeah, it's it's fully rendered stuff. It's beautiful, though. Oh, it is gorgeous, (laughs) but,
0: and you know what, there, the the sequence that, uh, uh detailed with, um, the Meta Baron fighting his father was also drawn by, uh, Juan Jimenez in the original Meta Baron series. And when you put those two sequences side by side, the interpretations are like night and day. Uh, Jimenez is so much more ballet-like, so much more fluid. And I, I, I don't want this to sound like a condemnation of, of Charest because he's great. He's a, he's a superb illustrator, but it just shows you the, the, the caliber of talent that's working on this Meta Baron stuff when you've got a guy like Charest being overshadowed by you know his his peers on the book it's just it's the, the 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 detail and the level of design and the just everything about the Meta Barons just sparkles with with creativity the, all these guys are brilliant but yeah. you got to have a hierarchy somebody has to come you know at the bottom of the list in this book Ooh. and and it would be share unfortunately because Yanyatov, who this guy's a monster with the with the the cartooning it's it's just insane uh, chris did you read um, weapons in the Metabar.
3: I have read. I have read. Mo- I read it whenever it came out, which mm-hmm. is what about a year or so ago. Give or take. Of those, yeah, it's it's one of those humanoids books that whenever humanoids puts out something, especially uh, by Yudarowski, I buy it, even if I'm not intending to read it at yeah, the right. at the moment, because if I don't, then it's going to be gone and incredibly expensive. Um so I bought it and read most of it um but then I started reading the Meta Barons and right. so some of my stuff is probably uh crossing wires. Oh you're um, going
0: to there's a huge overlap yeah. between the regular Meta Barons books and this this special uh Album edition, because uh, I don't know if you know this, but the the American Humanoids edition is significantly smaller than the original edition. yes, original publication size of this book was 24 centimeters by 34 centimeters. That's roughly nine and a half by thirteen and a half. Mm. The yeah, the uh, American edition is uh, standard. Well, it's a little smaller than magazine size, so it's the footprint's a lot smaller. Let's just say, but like and yeah, I I can only imagine Cherie's work, big well, size not, like yeah. that. Yeah, because I mean, there's one section where um, the Metabaron and his daddy go down to this planet, and and they the the father says, okay, see that beast, and it's it's called a <laughs> that was awesome. I had to write it down. It's a no. Where is it? Where is it? It's called a leodactyl. It, it's a cross between uh, a dragon, a snake, and a Yorkie. Yeah, it, I, the, I the dog. A, it looks like a, my a dog. Napoleon,
3: a Napoleon Dynamite moment with that.
0: It and it it's gorgeous. It's it, um, you actually see the pores and the the way the skin cracks around the nostrils and the, every hair is so beautifully detailed and the it it's just plain damn good drawing is what yeah. it is and and the, even the design of the creature is magnificent and they have to to in order to kill it they have to get on opposing sides of the beast and plunge their daggers into this thing's central nervous system at exactly the same time, or they're dead. It's going gonna, it's gonna to turn on them and kill them. Like, this yeah, thing, I mean, this thing th- takes th- out armies. That's how big it is.
3: The Meta whenever they fight, like, an opposing army or this creature that if they're off by even a split second they'll die, there's, there's never a moment where you think that they actually believe that'll happen. I mean they they are
0: Caution they, to the wind, yeah.
3: They cannot be defeated. And that I think that's part of the reason uh, that that after he he killed his his father mother, that it's like, you know, I'm not going to do this anymore. I think they were getting bored.
0: Well, he's a l- the end of a long line of meta barons so
3: and it, it, it i i they you know the end of the long line and they they never really tasted defeat, and mm-hmm. there was like this sense of boredom that you know, it's like oh okay well, we just uh, uh single handedly defeated this army, huh I wonder if uh you know we can find something to you know bite our time over here you know it did you know did you do you feel that from those characters at all?
0: Not so much in this one volume, but yeah, once you when you've read, you know, the entirety of Meta Barons you definitely get that mm-hmm. that feeling, sure. Yeah.
3: What's speaking of, um the Meta Barons Ultimate Collection is gorgeous. It was the the big oversized slipcase. You can still get it, I saw over at Amazon for um about a hundred and thirty bucks. And oh. it's that that's not that's not, Believe it or not, that's not bad for what the collection is because it's like the complete Metabarons, and it's humanoids, so whenever the damn thing goes out of print, it's going to be gone forever, and it'll be like $600 to, yeah. to find it anywhere. So. I
0: didn't get that. I, I have it's the awesome. the beautiful. original, like, the. remember when humanoids was being distributed through DC? Mm-hmm. I, I, I have the, the single Metabarons, and I'm like, yeah, I think this, these are good enough for me. I've yeah. become, you know, it's. I don't think they added anything in the collected edition. It's bigger though. Again, it's it's a much larger Wumba.
3: Size. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a freaking it's a freaking tome, and the reproduction on it's gorgeous. Um, they they did a really really nice job with the. Not for sure if it was recolored, but uh, but the the quality of the print, quality of the paper is 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 top notch. Sure, it's really nice.
0: You get to see how the Meta Baron acquires his soul sword Praxis. You see the uh, Mind Vampires, the Hulgeminis. It's it's just, Yodorowsky uh, loves, he's like Grant Morrison in that aspect where he'll just dump the crazy concepts, two, three per page, and it's it's at a regular clip. I mean, they're just loaded with these insane concepts and it just
3: never stops. It's uh, really, really similar to Dune, I felt.
0: Sure. Yeah, it's, well, yeah, he I mean, was attached to the Dune Project at one time, before Lynch. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: It's, uh, Mobius, too.
3: Yeah, he and, he and Mobius, and uh, I think they, uh, 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 Salvador Dali.
0: Yes, Salvador Dali was going to play the emperor.
3: Yes, but they were going to have to pay him $100,000 a second.
0: <laughs> 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 and it would be well worth it to see uh, Dali in that. Yes, I will
3: do it. <laughs> Dali, $100,000 a second. He's a jerk. Um, it's but. uh Christian Christian Alame is uh, obviously a, a huge uh, Mobius fan and uh and he was telling me that story. He knows the whole the whole Dune, Yodorowski Mobius uh story story. It's yeah. it's really really funny and I would have loved to you know I I love uh dune the the david lynch version i i
0: me too i still love to watch it, it, it yeah. i
3: know it's an incredibly flawed movie but i still can't help but love that movie Conan
0: is disgusting Oh, he, he is, oh, he is so disgusting nasty <laughs> with the friggin' boil when they're lancing oh the boil. God. Oh, God. so
3: good and, but, and Sting and Sting is really good in it. Oh yeah, yeah. But I would have loved to have what seen you, what what Jodorowsky would have done with it. It would for been, been, sure. Yeah,
0: there are pre-production drawings out there, and there's oh, a how about little. That, um, that there's Paul even
4: Pope drawing. Oh yeah. Oh my God, dude! Yeah, Imagine if is. Mobius got to draw Dune.
0: I gotta put. He did draw some of it.
3: Oh, Wait, what? Have you have you ever seen the Sinkevich Dune? I don't
0: and um, think so. H R. Giger.
3: Oh, I do have to track that down. Sienkiewicz, Sienkiewicz did the uh, the Marvel adaptation. It was right? the
1: Marvel Treasury Edition, right?
3: Yeah, it's by Sinkevich. It is fucking amazing.
0: That is good. Yeah. Yes,
3: yes. And
1: it's good. But uh, yeah. what,
0: what was I going to say? I was going to say something else. Oh, and, and as far as Dune goes, I, I love the Lynch version, but have you ever seen the mini series that played on the Sci-Fi Channel? The
1: Sci-Fi with... <laughs> hurt? Yeah, Yes,
0: it was, it's pretty damn good. Yeah, it's, actually, I, mean, I, think it,
1: I, have, I think I have the DVD of that version.
0: And Children of Dune too was good, too. The I what? like them. Children of Dune was very good from the you Sci-Fi know, Channel. I'll
3: to read those books at some point. I, I, I keep trying. Yeah, I think I'd like to... Uh, I've tried to get into them so many times, and it just, uh, for some reason, they end up just sitting off to the side, and I don't read them.
0: They're difficult reads, especially yeah. the first one.
3: Yeah, it's it's rough. I'll just watch the David Lynch version.
0: He was smart to put the, uh, the gum Jabbar scene early in the book, because as a kid, when I was reading Dude, Dude, I'm like, that is the coolest thing ever, and I just kept reading because of that. You know, stick your hand in the box. What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> in the box? <laughs> I set him up and you guys knock them down.
1: Yeah. You said stick your hand in and I'm thinking of uh, that scene with, with Timothy Dalton and, and Flash Gordon. <laughs> where he's got a. Oh, yeah. In the plant? Yeah. Keep putting their hands in whoever gets bit first. And it's Flash Gordon was a great. I mean,
2: for. I love
0: movie it. Movie, or- Flash Gordon or-
2: was a great fucking movie, man. Ornella Nash. No,
0: oh. oh uh, Ornella Muti <laughs> was. Delicious in that movie. Oh, okay. yeah, Timothy delicious. Dalton was good too.
1: He was great in and, and, and I mean, we're talking. About, yep. And, and yeah, that per, he would made a perfect Volstagg. But the um, right. agreed, agreed. <laughs> uh, what, what what freaked me out was when wow. um, his uh, I, I can't I, I'm forgetting to say, the dude's The guy who um, who tortured, who was interrogating Ming's daughter, and and when when he died, how he died. Yeah, and then, but 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 on, on his death, the way his, his body reacted to dying that that freaked me out as a kid.
0: Later's I'm and, bored.
1: And <laughs> it was and, and and Ming with the oh it was it was such a and Topol with oh god Max Von Sydow? It was a, you know, Oh, come on. Yeah, it's like, it, was, it was so good. But yeah. Fall on and, your sword. And, 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 and then Sam Jones eventually goes on to play the spirit in a TV movie, which was better than the... Anyway, hmm. the... Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <David>. Gotta bust <laughs> my balls, don't you?
2: Um, my- but anyway, <laughs> let me just
0: wrap this up. Humanoids, 64 pages, hardcover, 1995. If you have yet to read the Meta Barons and you want to see what the hubbub is all about, get it. Because it's a nice introduction. You'll know damn well by the time you close the back cover if you're going to enjoy the Meta Barons or not. Because it's, it's uh, very similar.
3: It's worth the twenty bucks, and I, and I think that the if you like Dune, uh, I I think that's a pretty good comparison for for what the Meta Barons is about. It's I mean it is, yeah. um, it's cosmic with a big C. I mean there's a lot of a lot of big concepts in it, but there's it, it's a lot of action and. Uh, kick ass you know, weapons and and that kind of stuff, but yeah, there's some major major big concepts in it as well. I I I need to get through it, but I've been kind of taking my time with it.
0: Yeah, you should.
1: That's a good thing. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. I would. All right, David. Uh well, um, the one thing I, I wanted the the Dunan one that uh, since you mentioned Dunan one, uh, this actually. I guess it's part of an ongoing narrative. But it, it, this is Fantastic Four 606, which I mentioned a couple of weeks ago while we were recording. Uh, the the ever-so-generous Mr. Pat Loika gifted me with the issue through comiXology. And, uh, so I read it, and he wasn't wrong in that it, it, it is a good story. It is a done-in-one. It's, it's, uh, it's penciled by Ron Garney. And nice. it's, it's, it is nice. And, and I can say it is penciled by Ron Garney. And it is, it is, it is for a Fantastic Four issue because it's Ron Garney. It is not colored by Paul Mounts. It is actually, what? uh, yeah, yeah, it's colored by, what? um, by, by se- Jason Heath, who, who, does who that, colors. Does that, does that, no, break his, streak? his, no, no, his streak was broken a while ago, dude. Cause his, his streak was broken, if not during the, um, uh, the Miller Hitch run it was it was broken. No, it
3: was it was, it was it was it was no it was, it was going it was, it was going strong into the Hickman stuff.
1: It was going strong, and he definitely. I don't know if he. I don't even know if he colored the Gene Ha fill-ins when Waringo was on the book. But I yeah, know Paul he did. Mounts Okay, well his he, his Mounts his streak.
3: Was he was gonna this. he was gonna break Stan and Jack's streak
1: of, and he may have. He may have. Sorry. I don't think. No, it's okay. I mean, and and it's. I know. I know. Jason Keith has been has been coloring Garney's pencils for a while. So I don't know. I. I'd have to look. Not now, but I mean, I, I'm pretty sure Mounce's <laughs> was was broken before six o six. Excuse uh, me for
0: a second, David. What is this called it's, again? It's fantastic, fantastic Four. Number what? Six, six You broke up six two six.
4: 606. 606
0: 606 okay 600
3: gotcha and 6 do it uh, six. so it's back to Fantastic 4 again
1: yes they, well there's still the FF going on but this is just the Fantastic 4 all four original members uh, the story is is somewhat predictable they they they're going on a journey and and they're they're fighting strange creatures alien creatures um, you find out at the end of the issue what they were doing. D- depending on what you experienced or what you were, what you may have watched while while you were growing up, uh, you may know where the Fantastic Four are traveling through, where where, where they are. Um, Ooh. So so they have to. They they um they, they're on a mission. Uh, the mission is to save somebody. They they uh. They, they they come across some obstacles along the way. It is it, it is a it is a very I don't want to say touching. It is it is a good story. It's it, it's fitting for the Fantastic 4 universe. It's fitting for their family. Um it is it's pretty straightforward. I mean there's some flashbacks as as Reed and Sue were telling Ben and Johnny what what they're going to be going through and experiencing. But um but I think I think ever since Scar when, when after Amazing Spider Man, when, when, um, before it became pre, uh, One More Day, when, when Garney and Reinhold were, I, I really do think that, that Garney looked his best last when Bill Reinhold was inking him. Ever since mm-hmm. then, when he's been doing his pencils and his colored pencils, yeah, I got comes, you. I got you on that. Um, and I don't know what he's been doing. Well, oh, after Scar, he did uh, Wolverine Weapon X with, with yes. Jason Aaron, and 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 that wasn't too bad. But really, since since Scar, his his work has been a lot more loose, a lot lot rougher. And mm-hmm. and it, it depend and on on something like Wolverine, you want rough, you want. I mean, that works that that that's fitting. Fantastic Four, it may not have to be polished, but you, I I I don't want, I really don't want to see in a Fantastic Four book. You know, like unerased pencil marks, or, or just or, right. or, or or coloring over Garney's pencils as pretty as they may be. Um, but artist side, you know, Hickman, like I said, it it it's a it's a pretty cool story. Um, you know, it is the first Fantastic Four issue I've read in in long in well over a year. I mean, ever since I, shortly, Eagle Sham was still penciling it. I think when 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 I left Fantastic Four, so it's been a while. Um, but I, I, you know, I got to thank Pat for 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 getting me the issue, and and I had no problem with it. It, it could have been, th- this this is a Fantastic Four story that could have been told during any era, whether it was Stan and Jack, whether it was Byrne, whether it was oh. Ringo. It was it, it it was a story. that – I mean, aside from the costumes, because they're wearing their FF or the, the white funky costumes that they're wearing now. Um, it, aside from the costumes, the uniforms it it would have been fitting in it this could probably excuse me this could probably be um like if they decided to do a 10 best fantastic 4 stories collection th- this would this would probably be in it, it of will, all
0: time yeah yeah i mean oh, i, mean, really? I
1: mean, just i mean not not part of like major arcs or anything just you know like like the best the best of the fantastic 4 stories that you know and 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 this i could see this being in there it was because of because of the mission they're on. I'm saying it there wasn't, hmm. it wasn't like there was anything groundbreaking or, or, you know, there, there were, and, and what was neat is that, and be, maybe I'm wrong because I haven't been reading it. There really weren't any little things. There, there weren't any, um, any side plot lines going on. There nice. weren't any, any, any seeds planted that, you know, if, if you like this, then continue. No, it was just, boom, this was it between these two covers you have a complete story this is this is a, a, an assignment a mission that they're going on and you know they, they have to complete it or something bad will happen and 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 that's that's what the story is and and it's good and enough right it, it is it is I'm, I'm literally being vague because i don't want to if anybody does check it out or anybody any long time fantastic four readers who who went away uh, as Hickman's story was was unfolding, or for whatever reason, if if you are familiar with the Fantastic Four family, I think you will enjoy this issue.
0: Wow, it's yeah. just a really
1: good standalone FF story. Yes, I agree. Yes, like yes cool. Exactly.
0: Are you in the mood for more Eagle Sham? Oh, David. Well, you better go get Hulk Fifty Three. Oh, because okay. because Eagle Eagle Sham is drawing it. Uh, you know who Parker threw in here just to uh, sweeten the pot. Skin. Alpha Flight. All of them. Really? Oh, nice. All yep. of them? All of them. It's, it's Red Hulk, Alpha Flight, uh, A-Bomb, Machine Man is is a, a major right. character in this story. It's the first part. Uh, both of the She-Hulks, Red and Green, are in here. Mm-hmm. And it, like I said, it's Dale Eaglesham. Oh, my God. It's And he inks his own work, apparently, because he's just listed as artists. Jay, Dale well, Eagles, I think, Eaglesham. I think he was
1: artist. listed as, as artists. When the Fantastic Four stuff started too, I don't think he had an inker.
0: Oh, but there's okay. There's none of that pencil-y stuff here.
1: Really? Yes. Oh, so it's it's more finished than his FF work was.
0: Well, I don't know it, if I'd say that. Okay. Okay. No, it's inked. It's okay. Th- there, there's West none North. of none That's of nice, the. Uh, yeah, and it looks fantastic. They didn't
1: up the contrast to make it look inked.
0: But if you want to continue on the Eaglesham Alpha Flight, go right into the Hulk because it's continuing there. There you go. And what the hell happened to Marina?
2: Oh, she the, doesn't look, what she do you mean? does
0: she does not look like the Marina. She, I mean she's no, first of all she's not, not a giant sea monster. She yeah. isn't? No. Is she
1: not So wait, I thought So where does this tie into what happened what happened to her yeah. post the list?
0: Oh, I have no idea. Last time I remember, she was gigantic uh, sea monster, making things nasty for for Namor.
1: Yeah, and and well, that's the thing. Yeah, and I think her husband had issues with her during. It, it, there was there was the list one shot, X Men issue, and and uh, Namor, and uh, he kind of dealt with her, and that's that was that that was actually Davidson Farmer, and that was the last time I remember seeing her.
0: Well, she's hot again. Okay. She's tight. Her belly's ripped, and she's yeah. She's still, she's,
1: she still got that haircut. The 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 little boy.
3: It still smells like it It's
0: it's
1: Pete. So like a i cry.
0: <laughs> well, you know, um, judging by the splash page, I can't tell, but her hair is uh, neck length, that and it it, one l- one. it looks like it's um you know how they do that highlighting with the with the the stripes. It looks kind of like that. So it's um, well,
4: when you. Hold on, when you when you're saying the last time you saw her was when she was making trouble for Neymar, are you talking about *Dark Rain*? Or are you talking about way back? No, that, way
0: back in that. the day.
1: He's talking about way back, and 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 I'm I'm asking if he read *Dark Rain* the list. I, I did. Yeah. Not. Okay. Okay, because that was the last time I saw her, and and I'm surprised that she's even being discussed in a book these days.
4: Well, hmm. you may not. I don't know if you read this, David, but she, along with a bunch of other characters, were retconned back into yep. life during the Chaos oh. King thing.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. That's, that's,
3: oh, chaos. Okay. I mean, Chaos. We're getting well. ready to fall into continuity hell right now, aren't we? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Um, Van Lenty I,
4: I, Van Lenty and, and, st- and they, they didn't, yeah. Van Lenty and Pop didn't want, Um, they didn't want to be burdened by the, when they started the Alpha Flight series, they thought that yeah. the, I think they were correct in that they thought that the, uh, there was so much, confusing continuity over the last you know a half half a dozen years with alpha flight between who was killed and then you know the 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 evil mutant guy from you know uh, uh what's his name um, I can't remember the one that was in omega flight he, you know him him like having that energy and then wiping out all of uh, omega flight and like they were just saying there were so many of them that were dead or missing that they decided that during um Pockwood during chaos war take the opportunity to bring everybody back to a point where they wouldn't be make a big deal of explaining it all. It would just happen and then when they started alpha flight the the, the series, that they would then just be able to just tell stories without having to explain why they're back and what it mattered and all
0: that sort of Smart stuff. Wolf, so,
4: yeah. yeah, that's but Marina okay. was part of that whole crew. The only one that wasn't part of that that retcon where they all came back to life was Puck. And oh, then okay. he he was in um Hell, which was, you know, Jason Aaron did that run where, where Wolverine got sent to hell. Right. And fuck was his homeboy in hell trying to help him get back out. So. I, I still have the, um, the
1: 8 or 9 with the point one issue of, of Alpha Flight sitting here. So I'll be reading that soon. So I'm not, I, again, and, and I, you know, if, if anybody appeared. So that, that was Chaos Word. Does, the, does Chaos Word? No, Alpha Flight had interfere itself. I'm sorry. Okay.
4: Never mind.
0: <laughs> he answered yeah. his own question.
4: Yep. Bam. There
0: you go. We have yet to hear from the boy.
4: Uh, it's been a busy week for me outside of the comics world. I haven't gotten to read too much, but I did read um, uh, Jonathan Hickman and Ryan Boddenheim's new creator-owned work, uh, Secret. Which uh, you know Hickman's back strong doing the uh, the creator-owned stuff. He's been doing a bunch of different stuff lately, um, and uh, he worked with Boddenheim on that um, on that one shot that he did for uh, for one of the um, for one of the pilot seasons. Um, I can't remember the not Red Mass for Mars. The um, the one he did it was a uh, basically it was a, a planetary war that was going on. I can't think of the name right now. Oh, I know the one you're talking but, about. Yeah. But anyway, I know he I know he worked with them then, and then obviously they had a good report. So he and Bob are doing the series now. So um, uh, Secret is basically uh, it's like nothing that, that that Hickman's done so far. It's very very graphic. Um, at its heart, there's an espionage element to it. Um, basically, it centers around a, um, a a a group, a consulting firm, I guess you could say. That's job is to um, figure out the security flaws in companies, and they do that by breaking into the companies or you know their systems or whatever. And then they're paid a tremendous amount of money to fix those problems and then give them protection. But it seems that they're working both sides of the coin that they're also stealing from these companies and using it to their advantage. Um, so sort of the, the people that they're stopping are actually working with them too. Um, and it's uh, – Badenheim, it, it's interesting. He His style, for those that, that don't know, is like a, a, a less um, – I would say a less stylized Burnham, you know? Um, like he 's he 's got a a loose organic feel the people look real they look flawed you know they don 't like nobody 's overtly pretty, but at the same point in time you know it 's not quite as exaggerated or fluid as I say like guys like Burnham or you know a um quietly might be so i don 't know that he 's in there they're they are yet in their category, but he 's still damn good i think um and it 's a really really violent book um which uh, would appeal to Vince. I mean it, it, it's almost like he's channeling his inner uh like <laughs> Warren Ellis or Garth Ennis, you know, like a little bit in this first foray. Um and the probably the most distinctive thing about the book is the the color palette. Um a lot of the panels are just black and white with grey tones, and then every now and then there's a panel that's uh uses like one vibrant color, whether it be red or blue, or you know, it's just different different panels have different a different color choice. But uh very you know Hick, with all as with all thick books the, the the layout and the, the there's a graphic element quality to it that kind of makes it stand out as you read it but uh but but interesting you know it's it's like many first issues it it definitely roped me in, but I have no idea what's coming next and uh, I guess that's part of the fun so
0: but that, now, that, um, that's from image
4: yes yes sir image cool. indeed yep secret uh it's uh, it's it's a it's, uh, first issue called teeth with which to eat. And, uh, nice. Yeah, so it's uh, it's 350, and the second issue, I believe, came out today. I could be wrong about that, but I believe it did.
0: I, I believe you're correct. Yes. Yeah, so. uh, I do recall seeing something on the table called Secret. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I it. took your advice, Jason. Oh, yeah? Yeah, going back a... time for everything. A, a bo- <laughs> going back a boatload of episodes, remember when you talked about the Homeland Directive? Oh, yes. Yeah, well... Uh, the trigger for me on this was Mike Huddleston. Mm-hmm. I was so enamored with what he was doing on Butcher Baker Butcher. And, and other stuff that I said, how, I mean, how bad can it be? I, I don't have a, a, a fondness for espionage like, like Chris yes. and, and, and y'all. But, uh, I thought, what the hell? It's Mike Huddleston. I, I have to read it. And I was surprised at how roped in I was by the story.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: it it's an amazing little book um and it's complex as hell i mean the the, the plot line is not simple it it involves um uh what is it the uh, secretary of uh homeland security or something uh using a, a virus intended to infect russian weapons to stir up uh The shit back at home in order to bolster his budget for uh homeland security and get him in good with the president so me concurrently he has two microbiologists targeted for assassination because they have experience or the one in particular has experience with this virus and there there 's a government sponsored hit. On these, these two, uh, scientists, one goes off without a hitch. Unfortunately, the other one, uh, the female doctor named Laura, um, she is lucky enough to have a couple guardian angels in the FBI who don't like the tactics of certain elements within the current administration. And they, they save her and, and they use, um, clandestine black, uh, budget money to, to fund. She's, uh, diabetic too. And, and they have to fund her, uh, her, uh, I mean, moving around the country is not cheap, especially if you don't want to be seen. So they're, they're jumping from hotel to hotel, trying to protect her life. And, and, uh, wasn't one of the government agencies, the Bureau of Consumer Affairs? Like, I, I don't know what the Bureau of Consumer Affairs does other than, you know, protect consumers. But it, apparently, and that was the one dry part in the book. They, they detail what exactly the Bureau of Consumer Affairs does and what like how deep their reach is and i was stunned at some of the stuff uh over which they they hold sway right uh one of their own is a a, a turncoat and he helps the fbi but it's just the story's deep and i'm like wow this is i i, I just you know when they say a page turner i so had what to keep is turning. About
3: the espionage p- stories that you don't like <laughs>
0: to be honest after this I really don't know I I, I don't think like I'll be honest with you after the first Parker I bowed out Uh, beautiful art notwithstanding there wasn't enough that's
3: not an espionage story it's a crime story
0: but yeah kind of cloak and dagger crime stuff uh, melded with espionage doesn't do anything for me even though Uh, cook is brilliant i mean i i to me it was an art book i'm just looking at the pictures right Uh but but this is equally um part art book because huddleston's work is amazing and as jason said he does the the style is not i mean he mixes it up there'll be one page when it's just straight um traditional inks with minimal color the next page is full process color then he'll do photo realistic stuff and throwing in the dot patterns that, that just that uh, right alone just warms my heart whenever i see a dot pattern in there used to great effect watercolor it looks like there's some of them the stuff is done with with um you know pastels or chalks it's just an amazingly vibrant vivid book uh and it was it's the art that that roped me in but the story just grabbed me by the throat i mean it's engrossing isn't it jason
4: uh it was i mean and and recall i thought that the the star of the book was definitely huddleston uh, as well um yeah uh, i i definitely don't i mean i enjoyed the story but I, it's one of those ones where i i think if it was drawn in a i hate to use the term conventional but a, in a more traditional fair um i i don't i don't know that i would have been as uh, enamored with the story just for the sake of it but uh but but you know huddleston's way of 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 illustration takes you into this Kind of mode where you you can almost sense the conspiracy all around. You know, it's 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 not you're a not just reading. Feeling. Yeah, you're not just reading the words. You're you're feeling these epidemiologists being closed in on and chased, um, yeah. uh, which it's just uh, so. So this is definitely like the we always talk about comics being at their best when they're a marriage of art and a story. I mean, this is a a book that would be a fraction of what it, it is without this particular artist. I would say so.
0: Yeah, and if if you hold your um Elected officials, uh, in a, an elevated, uh, position, this book may, um, rub you the wrong way because in, uh, Venditti's world, everybody in the government's dirty.
4: True, yeah. Everybody.
0: I mean, going into the homestretch, you think, okay, this guy's clean. No, mm, nah. <laughs> it just doesn't work that way. But, uh, I'm sure that's more true to life than we'd care to admit. So we'll, you know, check it out. It's a, it's, it's just a fantastic book. It's from Top Shelf. Uh, Robert Venditti wrote it and Mike Huddleston brought it to Vivid Life. It's a great little book. How much is it? 14.95. Cheap. It has French end flaps too. Full nice. color. You gotta love, great the, great you gotta love the
4: flaps. So, I so, do like the
0: flaps. <laughs> Nice. I love the flaps. Yeah. The flaps not when they are I don't like large flaps. You know what I'm saying? I
1: don't like loose flaps.
0: True. <laughs> We're getting somewhere. I don't think we want to go. No. <laughs>
1: no, we would no. do that. What else we got? You know what? I, I let me ask you guys this. I oh, because I have been this, I, man. I, well, sort of. I mean, it's not really, I mean, please by all means, tie it into comics if you can. Um while I was painting and rearranging and everything in my room, and I had I had the TV on on on, on the Roku box via Netflix, I've been watching the the best Star Trek series, uh, Deep Space Nine from the beginning, and and I I remember Just
3: throwing that out there to, to cause controversy, aren't you? No, because <laughs> it,
1: it 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 we can. Go back and forth about that, but it's I I remember watching it when it premiered, Sunday nights and, and and I really haven't seen it like I can watch an episode of The Next Generation or even the original series. I can watch everything except the Voyager on on repeat. If if I'm changing the channels and an episode of, of Star Trek happens to be on, I'll watch it. But Deep Space Nine really wasn't one even after it went into syndication. And even now you really don't see too many could you you can turn on BBC America and watch a bunch of episodes of the next generation but that's
3: because that's because of Patrick Stewart.
1: That, and that's fine sure even though he plays a French dude on the show hey, but
3: you know BET <laughs> can oh step up any time David
1: so what the, oh really really I don't get it <laughs> really because because of Avery Brooks and Michael Dorn because of Paul oh. um and and so well hey so oh why, why you dissing Jordy? And any so we have Hey,
3: you're, you're you're the one that doesn't like female captains.
1: No, no, it had nothing to voyage. That <laughs> had nothing to do with Kate Mulgrew. The the um, but I, I never wa- really watched Deep Space Nine as as the years have gone on since it originally came out. So as I'm I, I I'm watching episodes and and I'm I'm up to the beginning of of season four and there are things that are different. In, in my memory than than they actually happened. I thought for example, I, I thought Cisco shaved his head like shortly after the first season ended. And and he doesn't shave his head like the fourth season. And and there are things like that that I'm finding out I think the, the, the Dominion was mentioned in the first season. I didn't think they were really mentioned until late into maybe the second or the third. So I mean uh, whether it's it's television or anything like that, or, or comic books that you've gone back to read, whether it's Contest of Champions or Secret Wars or Cry, anything that you've read ages ago, are are there things that that your memory really wasn't uh, true to how they really were?
0: Hell yeah, every oh, damn yeah. day.
1: Oh <laughs> well, I know. Every, well, yeah, because you're old. But I'm just. Yeah, it's, I know. It's, 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 and, and and the other I mean and the reasons why I, I prefer Deep Space Nine over next generation. Not, not to say and, and that's no slight, because without next generation we wouldn't have Deep Space Nine. But with with DS nine, we, we kinda we hit the ground running.
4: There really was D S nine the one with the female captain?
1: No, no that, that was Voyager. That was, that was Voyager. Th- Deep Space Nine was the one that they just basically
4: stayed it on the space station. It was the space it station was the
1: space and David. Is- oh, Benjamin Casco. Avery yeah. Brooks.
4: Oh Avery Brooks, okay, yeah, I think I only saw a couple episodes of that ever.
3: Well, David's probably right. It's it's probably the best of the series as far as writing and character development. It it got dark. I mean, yes. It was it was it was by far the darkest of of the series and dealt with some. It, it got into social relevance, maybe political. more political. Than-
1: it was. I mean, they were politics and religious aspects. I mean, they were talking about creationism versus evolution, and, and they were just. I mean, they they touched on everything. And this really, this was this was a star, yeah. this was the first Star Trek series that did not really have did not have the Gene Roddenberry influence. There was this was created by Berman and Pillar, who were the executive producers after Roddenberry died. So so this was this was the first of the Star Trek series that that had no no great bird of the galaxy. Hands on, and, and it was just. It, I think, I think, in, in in there are definitely aspects of that was a benefit. It was is, is, Worf, uh, is Worf there yet? Oh, yeah, no, at the beginning of the fourth season, Worf shows up because okay. that's, when, okay. that's when the Klingons want to um battle the the, the Kardashians and and the the, the Kardashians, the... no,
0: <laughs> oh, Jesus. actually, no. Yes, it is, it is, oh, the it is an alien race. Enemy.
3: Uh, would be bubble-headed awesome. brunettes in high yeah. heels. Yeah. Versus yeah. Lamar
2: Odom.
0: Yeah. They're, 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 uh, they're,
3: their guns shoot Botox. Their primary hit. weapon is to make um, complete planets fucking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: yeah. know, David, I gotta admit, I think I'm not a, a Star Trek fan, uh, unless it's the original series, right. but I, I have to... Generation. I see, I have absolutely no love for Next Generation. I can't even watch it. Um no, uh, I I respect the the talent and the of the actors and the stories and everything. It's just, bleh. um, I think uh, Deep Space Nine was definitely the most challenging to write. I would assume because where you had the luxury on the other shows of you know let's go planet hopping. Yeah, Deep Space Nine yep. basically is a static location, the yes. base, right? Yeah. So all, all,
3: all the stories had to come to them. But right, right. But, but because of that, they were able to really get in-depth into the planet that they were, were circling. And, and the, whole, the whole basis of the show and why DS9 was important is because it sat at the mouth of a wormhole, a stable wormhole yes. that that opened into a very far-off part of the the. The universe, seventy
1: thousand light years away, or something. It would take yeah. you, it would take you seventy, almost seventy years to get to the Game of Quadrant by ship. Look and, at you. And, and this, well, dude, I've been watching it, so it's, it's uh, yeah. Well, Or. I, yeah, yeah, I, I can, I know the shows. I don't walk around like you know with the spot. Here. That's the difference no between a Trekker and a Trekkie. Uh, no, I'm not gonna lie. Well, just just the years is nothing else, but the the um with. With, with, with Deep Space Nine, you have right. I mean, it was and it was, it was and it was also pre Babylon Five. So you'll have the people who who really love Babylon Five who will probably try to argue how much better Babylon Five was because that was also on a space station. But the um, Earth's it,
0: last best the, hope.
1: The the Deep Space Nine ties into the Next Generation because the um, Commander Benjamin Sisko is is. Re- to leave Starfleet, ready to retire because his wife died on the ship that the Borg attacked when Picard was locutus. So you're, you're scaring me. And 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 um, well, so so <laughs> uh,
3: so Cisco and Picard have a very icy tense. relationship. Yeah, very bit. icy.
1: Um so while, so so yes in the pilot episode they discover the wormhole but the the um the reason the federation and and beigeor the the planet that the that deep space 9 uh satellites the the uh the 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 cardassian occupation finally left or, or, or the, their their fight with the Bajorans is over. So um, well they, so had,
3: they, they were done. they completely they, they mined they the, the planet yeah, of anything was, that was was worthwhile. Was, the, 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 kind of the, the way I'm sorry to, if I'm stepping on you, David. Um, the, Bajor is the Middle East after they discovered oil the Federation is NATO and the Cardassians are, are the Russians
0: <laughs> I can't well, stop I, hearing Cardassians uh, now.
1: I, I, I know when I was, when I was as, as I'm, as I'm going through some of but, the older but, episodes and, and they're titled that I'm like, Oh God, it's just because would,
3: you would you say that's probably a, a, a fair. Yes. Compare?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah. and you have, and, and, the the Bajorans are are um, they're very religious people. Everything is about their religion is is everything. And um, and Cisco actually when when going through the wormhole, well, when Cisco ends up becoming the emissary, and and so the the um, the religious Ro- people Ro- on like ba- the and
0: the he, Arbiter too.
1: He uh, he they they look to him as as a as a spiritual figure and and um the prophet speak through him if you want to say so it's um there there are a few things going on here but it's it's i just as i'm watching it things are unfolding at, at a little bit of a different clip than than what i originally remember because i mean this this was also this premiered like 93 so i was out I was a few years, couple years out of out of high school graduating high school so i mean it's it's um i also didn't Recognize things as as they were happening, and the characters that 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 they introduced that not even that they that that show up on an episode, but I mean the regular cast of characters you have um, from Benson because that's where I remembered him. Renee, uh, Jean Claude <laughs> Odo, who's the shapeshifter, who, who's the chief of security, and he was fantastic in that. You had um, you you had
3: um, he was the data of the show.
1: Yeah, he kind of, got. <laughs> Uh, but you have. But what was great is as I'm, as I'm watching it, and and Avery Brooks and and Cisco, just just as he's as he's playing Ben Cisco, um, I, I love how he can have his man in charge of the station hat on his dad hat when he's talking to his son, his friend hat, and I mean he can just. Whereas when when I see Picard, whether he's on Risa or he's he's in the Ready Room or even even Kirk you can Kirk was always Kirk no matter in no matter the situation whether, whether whether he was hanging out with with Bones and Spock or or you know arguing with a Klingon he he was always that that person or that
0: that green chick
1: that
3: chick huh. But, yeah, you're absolutely. Right. I mean, Cisco had to be so many different things. He was a father and yeah. a captain and a religious figure and, and an ambassador. Kirk, Kirk was a father. He,
1: well, correctly, he, yeah. uh, uh, he was, and then he let his son die. So the 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 uh, oh, snap, dude. The, um he let him die. Well, <laughs> he, uh, he, um, that's okay
3: because he can come to conventions with him now.
1: That, no, but that, that, that was that was. Stewart that's uh, Patrick Stewart uh, oh
3: Kirk oh yeah sorry the, uh,
1: um, but hey he gave us Genesis so that's all right so so David Kirk and die the um, w- whereas most kids or teenagers on television shows would annoy the hell out of me Jake Cisco and nog never did and and it was just it it really was just a really well done show I found and and you you see things like my favorite episodes seem to be the ones that, that deal with Garrick, who is who's a tailor on the space station, but oh, yes, was a awesome. member yeah. of the Obsidian Order who kind of basically interrogated um Bajoran's um Yeah, it's just and, and you have as as Odo wants to find out more about himself and, and we find out that um that there's more to his people than than we them to be it, it's just that there's mysteries and then they have they do return to the mirror universe uh in the second season they, they they cross over through the wormhole uh two of the characters come across the mirror universe and and um they reference kirk and and the original series um mirror universe episode you've and in uh towards the later seasons there's they actually um team up with the original series when when they had the trouble with Tribbles episode and you have Cisco and O'Brien and a few of the other characters standing next to Scotty and Kirk and Spock um there's there's an episode where they kind of have like this alternate reality where you think um where this is all in Cisco's head he's it's it's really like a 1940s science fiction publishing firm and he's thought up all these stories about these these characters on this space station in the future and and whether or not that's the actual reality it's just it really was a different Star Trek and and it I, I miss it and I, I'm and I'm glad I can watch it now but you know to I never want to watch an episode of Voyage I never did when it was on but and, and I really never even kind of watched it was it, anyway. good. it watched was
3: good It was good when they really started getting into the Borg stuff especially. You know, but but you talk like nineteen ninety three when this was coming out. That was really a, a pretty good time for sci fi because Babylon five was yeah. was just kinda um getting up and running. So there was there was some sci fi on you know, on TV that was going places that, uh, you know, that really hadn't been explored. It was, there was a, a darkness to, to stuff and, and a depth to some of the storytelling that was, uh, it was, it was pretty, pretty cool, you know, for the, for the, for the time. And then, you know, I know that we still have, um, you know, with cable TV, you know, even more so now, uh, a lot of, a lot of chances, you know, we never would have had a Game of Thrones in, in the early nineties, but, no. um not you know nothing on that scale but uh uh it's some pretty wide sweeping epic stories being told which was which was neat
1: but to to tie it in into comics as i'm going through all this as i'm rearranging my room and finding piles of of books i haven't read in ages i find i find the 7 issues of the crew which i'm going to be rereading very soon oh yeah um and that's going to go i mean regardless of whatever i have on the top of, of, of my vagina. This is what's it, it's going to make it slated at to the top. I'll reread that before anything else. But I also found, yet again, Detective Comics 526, which I remember, and I'll find out how much my memory is off on this, but that's the issue where basically, um, pre-crisis or, or or pre-tire-stealing douche Jason Todd becomes my God. Robin.
3: And, and so and, much
1: anger it's that character.
3: The man Lairon, holds grudges yeah. when it comes to yeah, I know, it's, it's, God, We need to get like Jace, Jason Todd and and Kyle together. You know, and oh, no, wouldn't hey, that hey, be no, it, the no, ultimate
0: no, team up no. book for him? That would, be, J- that would Jason be, oh, and Kyle. He, oh,
1: Brady, have a crossover with Nerkle Brady. The uh, hard traveling he, heroes. Oh Jesus! You have um, <laughs> this. This issue kind of basically because Jason Todd's origin, originally or initially, was a an echo of of dick grayson's parents were acrobats and and i mean he he basically his 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 acrobat outfit looked very much like robins from what and again i'm going by what i remember and then but killer croc was behind the death of jason todd's parents and 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 this had art by by don newton and alfredo alcala so i mean i i just i'm dying to find out and it's a double size it's like the 500th appearance of of batman detective comics so i'm and it's 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 double size 60 cent issue so i can't wait and, and i'm sure like the main story is probably like only 18 pages so i'm expecting it to go on forever and and the art's gonna be great and the story is gonna be awesome because i think it might have even been the munch but i am just um i'm i'm not ready to be disappointed but i'm kind of just expecting to be but i mean i don't know but it's still gonna be so you're
3: funny. a comic book fan
1: I'm a comic book fan, but I just remember—I <laughs> remember Jason Todd jumping out, and and it had there was on stage. You had all of Batman's rogues. You had Penguin. You had Ridley. You had Killer Moth. You had all these characters there, and and I do remember like Jason Todd jumping out from somewhere and like beating on Killer Croc's head, like like he was going to do any damage with his little ten-year-old fist. But it was just—you never know. No, you never know. You he never could get know. Get the eye. Could get him in the eye. So, but I'm just—I just know that. I, I, it's just, yeah. So there are just things where I know my memory is just my childhood memory. It's like fruit stripe gum. I, I, you had a piece of that when you were like, you know, eight years old and the flavor went on yeah. forever. I, I had a piece when I was like 20 and like two chews and it's like, and the flavor's gone. I'm like, Shit it's just, it's yeah. made for like, you know, eight year old mouths. It's crazy.
0: You know what else is made for eight year old mouths? <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> no, wait. Uh, Let me Besides do a, Let me do another segue. <clears throat> Speaking of disappointment. Oh, uh,
2: uh, <laughs> all right.
0: How often have I spoken about trade dress on our show? Not, uh, not, 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 very. Not today,
1: no, but yeah, because I really you're, don't you're, care, you're right? The guy, you're the
3: guy that rips off the the dust. Right, it, exactly. It
0: I don't. I'm not too too uh, mindful of trade dress. Obviously because it hasn't impacted me to this degree in the past, but I'm a little bit disappointed with Dark Horse. Just a little. Okay. You know that I've been faithfully buying the eerie and creepy archives. Mm-hmm. Fifty oh, 50 did bucks a cha- pop, right?
3: Did they change the trade dress halfway through? Slightly. But oh, it's that's
0: It's slight enough. No, you know what? It's not slightly. It's it's about It's a moderate change. So, Erie's up to volume nine. No, volume ten. Volume nine, 50 bucks a pop, right? So, do the math. Nine volumes at 50 bucks. Volume ten, they change the trade dress on the spine. And in doing so, it's they use the same format, but they bump the Erie logo up about two inches to make way for a huge honking brilliant white dark horse logo the previous volumes just say in regular type dark horse books now you got the damn dark horse logo and dark horse in shocking white on the bottom of the spine and it's a it's a speed bump it looks you can see the new i mean here i am looking at like all right 12 volumes of eerie, 10 volumes of, of, no, 12 volumes of creepy, 10 volumes of eerie, and one leaps off the shelf, the one with the damn white Dark Horse logo on it. And normally I wouldn't care about stuff like this because, you know, ooh, they changed the trade dress on on Sandman, big deal, right? Now it's creepy and eerie. Man, this hits me home, you know what I mean? And, and I shouldn't care because it's just damn trade dress. It doesn't affect the stories inside, right? But I'm looking at the shelf, and all I can see is that, damn white logo
3: you're a graphic designer you should make your own dust jacket oh snap and
0: i should have seen it coming but i thought it was an anomaly because on the eerie presents hunter like d- that daredevil they did it but i'm thinking okay that's a special volume it doesn't fit in with the regular trade dress on the the archive editions uh-uh i guess that's the new um trade dress with the big dark horse logo Ah, uh, i'm not pissed off because i mean i think there there are worse things in life with which to be perturbed right but yeah, it's, just, it's just kind sure, of annoying.
1: It's, but it's but it's, it's important to you. It's a it's
0: a little annoying. Well, if, yeah.
1: if it makes you feel better, my my three oversized hardcovers of Runaways all look the same. And thank God, the only uh. definitely thank God. But the I I know it because you even pointed this out. the The oversized hardcovers of the Bendis Daredevils are oh. all pretty much identical, except for one where it's. The Daredevil is like stretched out and the Marvel logo is smaller and then you have one hardcover where the Daredevil is kinda of like smooshed together. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, no, I no, you're right. And it it is I mean, there are it either
0: I mean I don't even care about the essentials. Remember when they changed the form? Oh, well, and they, they did it a bunch it, like, of every times. Other year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I and mean, these the essentials, who cares? This is creepy and eerie, man. This is my lifeblood. And and Well,
3: that... it's it's not just that. I mean, they're, they're archive editions yeah I mean, that's yeah I mean, that's kind of a yeah that's a that's a high price point
0: yeah oh well nah. but
3: yeah. so, hey, uh, you know you, you don't uh yeah they shouldn't uh, they shouldn't change trade dress on on a series once you start gonna, that you need to, right. it, it need mean, to be I'll consistent say, all the way through
1: they were coming out with a new printing starting with a new volume one you reprinting volume one i mean but but you know if it's and 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 which which volume is it that that volume 10,
0: of, volume ten of volume ten
1: vary so yeah, so we're 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 already is that so
0: i mean it's not quite halfway through
1: for a year though right, a lot, they've been reprinting them for over a year, or
0: I, I'm not sure how they're how oh, what they're doing with the older volumes I, I don't know they're keeping them in print, but uh, no, but I'm saying
1: the collection started when? Oh, Jesus. I don't know.
0: Uh, about three, four years ago? Yeah, it's,
1: yeah. they, they, need to stay st- st- the course on that. That's, I actually your pain, dude.
2: Yeah. Not
0: so much pain. It's just like, why? Why you guys do it's that? It's yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, let's look at the clock. The clock? I'm lost because we broke the sucker up into two chunks. Still a so, Still oh. yeah, I think we got some time. We could do a, an extra long in your travels. Um Chris, you might have talk, looked at something. You want to talk real
3: quickly about uh probably the most notable book that
1: came out this week? I would think Just, so. Uh, Earth Two Number Two? <laughs>
0: Earth, Earth <laughs> it two does have a two. decent cover though. I I did see the cover for it? Earth. It's not bad. Um, yeah, it's not bad.
1: Mm-hmm. It's gotta be better than the
0: interior. Uh, okay. It
3: Ooh, is oh, uh damn. it's 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 officially it's officially arrived. Uh something that uh, a year ago. Uh people if if people would not even really, a year ago. Even, you know, if people had talked about it a year ago, say, like, no, they'll never do that. They'd never dare. And uh yep, they did it and it came out today, and that's uh the first of the before Watchmen uh comics. So it's a uh, Minutemen by uh by Darwin Cook. Um anybody else have a chance to uh to pick this up today?
4: Yes indeed. We'll uh I mean no, I will have it on Friday, but not today.
3: Okay, well, we'll spoil spoiler free, uh, Vince. What do you think?
0: Uh, um, <laughs> to to say, to say it's beautiful is an understatement.
3: Nice Darwin Cook, yeah, and it looked so nice. First thing I'm thinking is like, yeah, I want to buy that page. I want to <laughs> buy that page. I <laughs> yeah.
0: want to buy that. Want to remortgage that? No, I want to buy that
3: page. Uh, and then I get to the silhouette story, and it's like, oh, I'm going to buy that page. Did Did you
0: notice that there's a real subtle shift in the art? From the prologue to when it goes yep. to uh, chapter one proper I mean he i 'm not saying he 's aping Dave Gibbons, but
3: yeah he went oh absolutely it was absolutely um, going from Dave Gibbons to Darwin Cook, and even in the um uh, in the narration he yes. was going from Alan Moore to him, and I thought that was now nah, here we 're giving spoilers away, but it 's the first two pages. Uh, I thought it was brilliant that it's this introduction that feels very heavy and very Alan Moore. But
0: and on purpose the, though.
3: It's, uh, yes, absolutely. And you turn the page and then it's Darwin Cook saying, you know what? <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> this is terrible. Well, it's, yeah, him trying to sound like Alan Moore is terrible. The first and three pages that- are,
0: or four pages are very metatextual. Very.
3: very meta yeah. and it's like hey you know it's basically darwin cook saying kids this isn't watchman we know it's not watchman but there's still some really good stories that we can mine from this so let's just sit back and make some comics and yeah. i thought it was i i thought that the setup was so good and did two things it it did that it it explained what it was, but it also it also paid respect to Gibbons and more and you know it was very um very upfront in in saying, you know what we we know this is based on what a lot of people consider the greatest piece of work from this medium in the history of this medium mm-hmm. we're not we're not going to be able to to hit that high note, so let 's just sit back and and tell some stories with some of these characters and yeah. uh, uh i I thought that was I thought it was brilliant I thought it was great
0: yeah it's you, you know I like Jason, I have been unfollowing people on twitter <laughs> Twitter left and right just yeah. based based on their reception of this book and in, in fact i i I almost never tweet back to people I don't know, but uh, yesterday somebody said, uh, and I forget who it was. I can look it up if anybody really cares. Somebody said, I took great pleasure in taking my comp copy of uh, minutemen from the postage uh, receptacle and throwing it right into the trash, and then somebody—I I don't know—and then somebody replied to him saying, uh, "You know, uh, would that I were there with some lighter fluid and a match." And I said, "I—I—I I, I was like, I—I I really can't take this yeah. childish level of bullshit." I said, "You know what?" I I almost wish you punched your mailbox a couple of times because again, then your your domination of inanimate objects would have been so yeah. much sweeter. You know, like why do they take it personally that this thing uh, exists? Yeah. No, it, it's it's who, not an know. affront to them. It's not an affront to the original creations. Alan Moore no. signed the papers. Okay, you're, you're, what you're, what happened happened. You can't change what, that. What
3: did we What did we talk about earlier? We talked about DS Nine. Um Roddenberry was dead. Um that things move on. There were right. still stories to be told. Is it gonna, in some people's eyes, you know, never be as good as that original 1960s series? Yeah, probably. They're, sure, sure. At or, least or, give or, it a damn or, chance. Yeah, but yeah. And and when when I was reading this, it was kind of like wonton soup in that it was really cool for me to be reading a comic with a big grin on my face. I. You guys know how I feel about Alan Moore. You know, mm-hmm. I think that he is far and away the the most brilliant creator that this medium has, has ever seen. And, yeah, and Watchmen, I've got, like, five different versions of that comic. And, you know, from the absolute to the original issues to, you know, different graphic novel versions of it. And, you know, I, I've got Watchmen all over my house and I love that series I will always hold that up as, as one of the you know one of the grail comics um when I'm reading this this Darwin Cook comic that has to deal with these characters I've got a big grin on my face it's the first time you know in like almost 30 years that I've been able to read new stories with these characters and it was it was awesome to be able to do that. You know, it was like, you know, I know that the Star Wars prequels, you know, love them, hate them, you know, judge them independently <laughs> or as a group. But, but whenever they came out, wasn't it cool to get back into that universe for the first time, you know, in you know, 20 some odd years or whatever it was? It, there's, it, it, it still is like this warm blanket that you can, you know, cover up with. And it's like, yeah, this is,
1: I, I thought I, was cool. Yeah, the, the, I, I the, would the have. The idea to... of it was cool, but then the execution, and right. you sat through it, and you're like, but "Yeah." Just... I get where Chris is coming yeah. from. I, I do too. I, I did. In, in,
0: in that respect, I would, I would say, yes, I understand. It's just unfortunate he chose Star Wars, the the yes. start. Right? Yeah, but no, that oh. that that's, you know, that's a. In this instance, the the creation of the ancillary work is the construction is beyond reproach. I mean, this is not. George Lucas level of going back and and you know buffing the shoes this <laughs> no, is I mean, Darwin no, Dam Cook right, and, yeah, and and, and the art Darwin and Darwin. The, the art and the story uh, all the ducks are in a row this is rock solid comic booking okay but it's it's not watchmen and it's not going to be watchmen it just so happens that it features characters from watchmen mm-hmm. I, 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 and it's
3: it's, stay, it's staying true to their history, and they're all going to be different. They're all from you know, obviously before Watchmen. They're all different, different yeah. times. This is, you know, this is what nineteen fifty sixties. 50s mm, I, I don't well, know. I mean, at least, it, at, at, at it's, least. It's, 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 it's it's near Hollis's retirement he's just he's just written under the um, hood under the hood
0: yeah and, I, and, and, and <laughs> at
1: least they did it right by by having cook's book come out first
0: oh I, damn, I, hell yeah
1: so there's yeah, no like one piece, really but, but. but down but it's it's i and 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 it's i i think it's great that you guys are happy with what they've done with with, with, with what cook's done in the first book i'm i am curious to see you know what's how you guys will feel about you know books by j m s and 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 you know, so
3: it, it's, <laughs> if i uh, will i'll tell you right now i i actually ran in to, to Brian azarillo uh, a couple right, uh, weeks ago and he was telling me a little bit about the comedian series and he was he was pumped about it um
1: listening also pumped so, the first wave
3: the what uh i did talk to him about the, okay yeah I, I didn't really talk with him about that when it was coming out but it this i think he's i think he's he's pretty excited about this um it is something
1: to be excited about though i mean that, yeah, that's absolutely. cool that's cool i'm glad
0: and so. it, it, really if you were sitting on a potential gold mine something that has proven through through many many years of uh publishing history to move books why would you just sit on these characters if you own them? Yeah. I mean, I mean it's, 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 true, DC, it's, it's DC, looks, it's DC looks, it's Comics' money to, uh, uh, job to, to make money.
3: Yeah. It's what these companies do. You know, it's yeah. they, they find something that makes money and they, they roll with it.
0: Right. And, and, and I can, and but the, but the name of the game, right? You either buy it and read it and yeah. cast your judgment upon it or you don't choose to not buy it and, and don't read it. I mean, yeah. but it, it's not an affront to you. Any of the people buying these books or the original creators, it's just their. This is em, this is emblematic of the entire mainstream industry. These are characters owned by a company, and they can do whatever they damn well please with them, right? So, but I, it's the thing that people taking it personally. That just I, I don't. It boggles the mind. If someone wanted to go back and and make Commandy a transvestite i wouldn't consider it a personal uh affront because number one you, jack's dead and they yes. own commandy so <laughs> you, you know you, you do can, what you can, do you can you
3: can compartmentalize from from one to the other and that would
0: work well as a <laughs> transvestite though got a long <laughs>
3: hey they did it with jimmy olsen uh it's yeah it's it's going to exist and if that makes you angry then you know they just don't buy it that's that's fine for me as someone who's who's gotten perturbed once or twice about comics um stupidly <laughs> um you know I can say that it, it's not worth getting upset about no, just it's, it's if, if if you if you don't like it then don't read it but um to echo what Vince was saying, you know don't just dismiss it before you've even checked it out um the Darwin cookbook it was good. And especially if you are a longtime fan of Watchmen, um, it was it was really enjoyable to kind of get reintroduced and reacquainted with some of these characters from the from the minute, from the Minutemen era, right. which is something that that you know there's a lot in Watchmen, but the, those weren't the central characters. It was really more about the the legacy characters that they left behind. There's there's a hopefulness in in the Minutemen. And, uh, you know, some of my questions, you know, is that, you know, ultimately this all goes wrong and we know that it all goes wrong. So there is a, uh, an air of impending doom with it. But, uh, you know, it was the, the Minutemen that it was, um, you know, very 19, you know, 50s America, um, Hopefulness with it but uh you know but with that the underbelly of like racism and sexism and everything that was wrong with the 1950s is is there at the same time so it's it's very uh uh very interesting to uh uh yeah. to
0: check that out it's so. pretty impossible to ignore i mean no. judge it as you will it's one of the medium's brightest, most brilliant lights, and he sh- i mean he blazes. You, you you cannot look away. Really. The yeah. art the art's spectacular. And it's nice to see John Higgins. I mean, his two pages, super solid. Uh, oh, the uh,
3: the uh, the, bla- the Crimson the Corsair,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Really, really nice the- stuff. Yeah, and it and it it would be fitting for one of Marvel's black and white magazines. Uh mm-hmm. it it has a very uh filipino invasion feel to it to a certain nice. extent and freaking, yeah and it's
3: freaking len ween writing it so len Wein, yeah yeah
0: so i mean don't ignore it but judge accept or move on don't don't judge piss, not lest piss.
4: ye be judged
0: don't piss and moan it's just yep. it, it's not a good look
3: oh hell sit back and enjoy it that too they're they're probably not all gonna be great but um what is? I I, I got a feel I got a feeling like a couple of them are going to be real damn good. So
0: yeah. Hey everybody, look at this. This episode of Eleven O'clock Comics has been brought to you by Discog Comic Book Service. New list is not up yet, but when it is, you'll be damn sure to hear about it from me. Thirty-five to seventy-five percent off your favorite funny books and collectibles, delivered right to your door by a costumed custodian of the United Parcel Service, or in this instance, FedEx. Came FedEx this time. I don't know why. I'll look into that. But, uh, they're the best at what they do. DCBService.com. In your travels. Got something a little different this week. What you got? It's a magazine. You've heard the name. Juxtapose. It's the June issue, uh, number 137. You've heard me mention this dude's name many, many, many times. And the collective from which he, uh, that he actually started, uh, the, uh, Fort Thunder, um, collective it's brian chippendale Uh is interviewed in this magazine and it's a really great interview he talks about the origins of fort thunder and he talks about the artists with which he's shared space there's many many pictures of the old uh, uh warehouse and how they decorated all the walls every square inch of the damn place was decorated and and drawn upon and painted and just a pop culture explosion within a building uh he talks about lightning bolt and doing gig posters and his approach to cartooning it's a great issue and it's only 5.99 there's a, a whole bunch of other good stuff in here i think um Skinner's in here, too. Uh, So just get it. Uh, It won't set you back much, and you'll see a lot of different kinds of uh, art, some some graffiti, some street-level arts, Brian Chippendale, nothing to sneeze at right there. Um, uh, Wayne White is in here. Uh, There's references to Pee-wee's Playhouse. Just go get it. Juxtapose, number 137. It's great. I moved away from Juxtapose, but this just kind of pulled me back.
3: Uh, I am so excited about this. I've waited for this for a really long time. I've I've got a couple of the individual issues in in um, physical form. I I I bought some of the digital, but I was like, no, I'm gonna wait for it to come out. In, in trade, I'm going to wait for it. I'm going to wait for it because I know it's going to be something that I'm going to read and read again and reference and and enjoy. And it is uh, it is something that um, will sit right next to Scott McCloud's Understanding Comics on my bookshelf uh, for probably as long as I am alive. Uh, hey. It is from Fred Van Lenny and Ryan VanLavy. <laughs> Finally, the collected edition of um, what came out in, in individual forms as comic book comics is now the Comic Book History of Comics. Uh, it is, it is uh, published by IDW, and it is exactly what it says it is. It is the Comic Book History of Comics. If you are familiar yeah, with... Is with what uh with what Fred and Ryan did with action philosophers uh it's basically the same idea, but it is the history of comic books in comic book form, and it starts with uh the yellow kid and it goes all the way to uh to pretty much today It talks about watchmen um, and uh, and everything uh everything in between it is yeah it 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 it's everything from literally turn of the century to yesterday, um,
1: and, and I can little side to- stories about mm-hmm. you know some of the creators and and it's it, it was a nice compliment to the book that that I read when it came out years ago, Men of Tomorrow, because a lot of that mm-hmm. dealt with the early days, and it was and and, and it's neat seeing you know Don Levy actually draw these people and and the way he draws. The creators or the characters and and, and how they are caricatures of, of of other characters, it was just I mean but I, I, no no going on, I know we've, we've talked about this book and we yeah, love yeah,
3: it. if you are and, and I know I know uh, the, kind of the the attitude of most of our our listeners or are, are people that want to learn and know as much about comics as they can this is this is something that you need to own. Um, you're 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 going to be it, it's edutainment, uh, to use an an AC term. You're going to learn about comics and you're going to be entertained uh, the entire time. It is something that every serious comic book fan really needs to have a copy of this. Um, it's the it's the spirit of comics and it's the history of comics. So um, check you it get, out. And
0: it, you get the physical copy.
3: Yes, he's got the
1: trade. Damn
3: it yep it's uh twenty one ninety nine and it's published by uh, i d w which yes. is cool because yep. i'm assuming it got in the front half of previews um because fred and ryan's um evil normal twin comics is, is evil twin comics and that's yeah. what all of their other stuff comes out from but i d w um published this and it's uh um if you're a serious comic book fan, I, I think it's something that, like I said, it, it needs to go right there by understanding comics as yeah. as something to to you know deepen your understanding and knowledge of the medium.
0: Fully really rounded the, this, is what he means.
1: It's it's mm-hmm. not fully really rounded
0: knowledge yes. of the medium.
2: Yeah, yeah. I like that. That's
0: true.
1: The, the, comic book comics isn't the book that you're going to give to your friend who wants to get into comics that you've loaned out you know all-star true. superman true but i mean years from now if if he wants to know more then then by all means but no this is this is what i will be triple dipping and I, I have the issues i have the digital <laughs> and i will i will get i will get the, the the collection of this just for any extras and because it's something that you know i i want to support I, i'd like to see you know an an, an addition uh, later on, as, as, you know, the years go by, and, you know, in, like, five years, if they decide to add more to it, and, and you know, and and, and, and and little things that you might think aren't interesting, or you might just gloss over. I mean, we, we've talked about, you know, the whole Game in McFarlane thing with, 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 with Spawn and, and I mean the Nats in there and I mean there are lawsuits and 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 Eisner's time in the army and and Kurtzberg's time in the army. I mean there are just there's so much stuff in these pages. It's 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 a great collection. It's a great I mean, it's not a story, but no it's i i i definitely it's the, it
3: is it's echo. the story of it's the story it's is, it
1: is a story. yes it, it is a story and and it's i support and 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 echo his mm-hmm. it travels definitely get it uh mine is actually as as um i don't have the eighth issue because that's the latest issue and and i'm a cheap jew, so i've only read the <laughs> the uh the the up to issue seven because that's what's discounted via comiXology, but please and if you if you thought Rachel Rising was, if there was a lull or things were slowing down within the first five issues or so um, make sure you go back and read six, and especially seven I mean, issue, yeah,
3: issue, yeah, yeah. Se, issue six throws um, the fucking okay. throttle down I mean, it's and, and it's
1: wait you, and wait till you get to the end of issue seven, it's just, mm-hmm. there are I, I you no, know, it's it's called Rachel Rising and we're finding out about Rachel and but you don't just you can't catch your breath. You can't just think that, okay, this is the world these people live in. This is the universe I'm going to be reading about. This is there is no status quo. Every month he seems to be Terry Moore seems to just be like, you know what? This is where we're going and and you know, and characters that you think might have been forgot safe or just or <laughs> safe yes absolutely safe yes excellent there are just the things the things that oh definitely safe i mean there's there's one character where i i was like oh, oh damn <laughs> <laughs> that that seriously was it and i was just like and 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 the dude who decided to who 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 on um, johnny had over for our uncle johnny had over for dinner um that uh <laughs> that dude's the, a lot more creepier than 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 you might Norman think. Norman Bates, a little bit. He, yeah. uh, it was, yeah. There's, um, there's, and 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 Johnny is great because she's she she's in the hospital and and telling Rachel, you know, that I I never spoke to, you, I never talked to you about Carol and 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 Rachel's like, I'm I'm a big girl and I I think I noticed something going on with 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 you and Carol and and I the haircut kind of gave it away with Uncle with Aunt Johnny from the first issue but the uh it was it it seriously it's it's and his art i mean as i as i'm going and also i'm I'm reading it's echo good. right now the the collective oh. edition of that and and the art it's you can tell it's terry moore but it's his art is definitely fitting to rachel rising it's it's a little bit scratchier it's a little bit it's dirtier i'll say it is it and and it's and it's perfect for that story. Whereas, whereas Echo was a little bit more um, curvy, a little bit more polished, a little bit shinier, and 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 I said, and that, and that fit that. So uh, definitely check out Racial Rising. It's it's they're up to issue eight. You can if, if you're not getting it uh, physical copies, you can get the issues through uh, through Comicsology, which is how I'm doing it. So it's it's just it's good stuff. go boy. Echo. Echo. Echo.
4: No, I'm here. Um, I wasn't just them Didn't want to cut off David. Aww. Um, exactly. People love to talk over you. I didn't want to do that to my brother. To my Aww, boo. Hey, right. <laughs> nah, just kidding. Um. Jeez. So, <laughs> in, in your travels, uh, <laughs> kind of nice. there's this small little company that's trying to make its name in this world, named What's Marvel this? Comics. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they're putting out a little book. It's an edgy oh, book. Larry. It's a it's it's an edgy book. It's it's a book for people that uh, are fans of Preacher, or the uh, the uh, oh. classic Punisher run. And I'm talking about Fury Max. Oh, I love you. Oh. Yeah, Garth Garth Ennis and Gorlin Parlov, who were together Bring on it. on Punisher Max, uh, with covers by Dave Johnson, the incomparable Dave Johnson, probably the uh, the best cover artist out there ever since James Jean, uh, uh left the biz. Uh, it's just terrific. It's uh, it's it's what you would expect from a Max book. It's it's a look at Nick Fury in that Max world, the adult world, where he's cursing and violent and a and a total dickhead and a womanizer and. Uh, it was it, just, um, what,
3: was, what was the title of the second issue?
4: I don't know. I don't have it here sitting here.
3: It, uh, it was like number one fucky or something like that. Was,
4: nice. Does it?
1: <laughs> does, does,
4: is what it was.
1: Does it? Um. Does it? pick up or, or tie into the first Fury Max mini from Not years Not that
4: I can okay. notice so far, which is a good question because I wonder how many people remember that Garth Ennis, in fact, created a, another Fury Max series uh, back in probably about 2003. I, yeah. I, I, and that was he and Derek Robertson, that was actually yes. the team, and, so yeah. and that's
1: the Kevich covers, and that and mm-hmm. was,
4: Yeah. Yeah. But no, it's a lot of fun. I mean, it, it's one of those things again, you know exactly what you're getting, you know. It's it's Garth Ar- it's say, it's Did you say Preacher or the Boys? Oh, the, I, I did say preacher, I meant the boys though.
3: Sorry. Yeah, preacher works too. That's the Steve Dillon tie in. Yeah, tie-in. yeah. That's yeah. uh But know.
4: but either way, it's it's one of those things where you know exactly what you're getting, you know, it's Ennis doing his thing, you know, foul mouth, you know, gritty, just uh you know, street level, um, you know, irreverent. Violent, just uh, it's a lot of fun. I I, I like that. I don't, I don't know that I'd want to read ten comic books like that every month, but um, you know, a little bit Garth Ennis, You know, uh, every now and then is is, is a nice sort of uh, paratif on the tongue from the more conventional stuff.
3: Sure, it's why it's why we looked forward to Punisher Max
4: and absolutely, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. I, I I felt like he was done with that character. I mean, when he wrapped up Punisher Max, that was with Valley Forge, Valley Forge, it was it was like okay. He's done. I don't need to read um, Garth's Punisher anymore. I didn't need to read anybody's Punisher anymore after that. But to see him go back to the to the Nick Fury character that he kind of built in in Punisher Max is awesome. It's so freaking good, and it's and it's set in wartime. It's what nineteen? Is it? It's um, it's late sixties.
4: Yeah, it's 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 evocative of the time that you would have seen the same kind of imagery in um in the uh the, the original Nick Fury series oh, with
3: Str- Stranko's
4: yeah Stranko's series yeah
3: yeah but this this Fury is it's like sixties Vietnam and so freaking good nice yeah and Goran Parlov is a beast yes he is yes.
0: very talented you're right. No. Lie. There we go. So hey. Thank <laughs> Thank you for being here. And Thank we you. will <laughs> we'll be back next week at the same time. And guess what? Guess what I got in my box today? Um anybody by Spirit World by that seldom seen creator?
3: Oh, the uh, the hardcover came out this week?
0: I don't know if it came out this week, but I got it in my damn box. Okay. I would so uh
3: Jack kirby. It's K- jack kirby spirit oh well, i
0: did not buy that No. oh i'm thinking i'm gonna read it for next week we'll see oh. do your thing vince do your thing i think i got so many good things this week a couple judge dreads i got spirit i got the third volume in the chilling archives of the horror thing from idw the zombies vo- volume new Come walking on. dead trade. i got 14 this week because i i somehow forgot to order 14 and 15 uh, so I ordered fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen at the same time when sixteen was solicited. So mm-hmm. I'm get, I get—I have yet to read fourteen yet. I got to do that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So there you go. See, yeah. Come back next week. We'll be—we'll be here waiting for you with have some beer, Walking Dead, some Walking Dead, and uh, a whole bunch of other stuff. So we love you so much, yeah.
1: dude. Oh, uh, they, uh, Dynamite's having like some crossover. The prophecy. What the hell is is? they're really?
0: they're dead. I saw
1: it's it, the, the uh, in 2012, the Mayan doomsday prophecy is coming to pass, and the end of the world makes for strange allies. Vampirella, Red Sonia, oh, no. uh, Kulan got Dracula, uh, Herbert West, three animator, Alan Quarterman. What the fuck?
0: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't care. Uh, I, I, I don't saw, either. I don't
1: know. I don't want. I mean, someone else say something because I don't want to end it on on this.
0: Yeah, I saw a *Solicit uh, Vamp- Vampirella Meets Dark Shadows*. Give me a friggin' what
1: bite. the fuck? Yeah,
0: dude. I know. I know. Dynamite. They should just call them their company whore.
1: Just, them, just say <laughs> you, say say what you are. I bet your number one came out today.
0: There's got to be something
1: there, right?
3: Oh uh, yeah, the value. I actually read it. Um, the yeah, it was really good.
4: Oh, so it's the anti-XO. All right, cool. I haven't read it yet, but I am. Oh Actually, God. that's one I'm looking forward to.
3: Yeah, the Har- Harbinger. I'm looking forward to Archer and Armstrong, but
4: I might give up. Me, Archer. too, brother. Har- Harbinger yeah. was
3: good. Not as good as Mind Management, though.
4: My oh, boy. Got to oh, read damn. That. Was that good. It was <laughs> real
2: good.
4: Dude, it was so good. So good. Yeah, Kent is the cheeser. Yeah. Yeah. Word. Word. You have to say, too, not that he needs this. Not that he needs. Uh, the props, but the uh, Batman Inc., i i read that it was. It was Holy
0: Christ! Right. Yeah, we got to talk about that next week.
4: And Burnham, uh, <laughs> yeah. Burnham responded to my re- responded to my email response to him, so he's back in my good graces.
0: Ah, right. love he's a happy be,
4: ending. You send you a page or something. Speaking of happy endings, have you guys seen the client list? <laughs> <laughs>
0: in what? <laughs> Dude,
4: there's a new show f- with Jennifer Love Hewitt. Where she she does happy endings as a mistress.
1: Is, is that on Lifetime? Or something? Yeah. Really? That's yeah, the
0: shtick? A, she does happy endings? How do yeah, they show dude.
4: it? That's <laughs> a step up from Ghost Whisperer. It's pretty hilarious, actually.
0: Pants Whisperer.
4: It's awesome, yes. Yeah, so she's the snake whisperer.
0: That's
1: <laughs> nice. Two TMI. Two looks
0: it's good. Too. She looks good, though.
4: I gotta say. She, she
0: looks Oh, she got nice titties. Sure. She's
4: got a great rump shaker, too. I don't know about that. She does, and then she does. She does.
0: Okay, then. Hey, <laughs> ending on a, ending on that a wonderfully party high note.
4: Nev is doing gonzo porn now. Uh, <laughs> For real? And Lacey Chabert is doing a...
0: Oh, is that she doing what is... No no way.
4: Porn? Wait second. Wait, what is, what is gonzo
3: porn? <laughs>
0: Dude, really? Gluck, gluck, yeah. Gluck. Lacey Chabert, are you kidding me? I'm
3: 39. That's I curl and play softball. I mean, come on. That's I'm really kidding. I
4: read comic books. I'm going to have to oh, I, Google it, aren't I?
0: I would so watch that Lacey Chabert. <laughs> Chris, she, let
4: me assure you that many 39-year-old men who read comics and play softball have a full <laughs> awareness of what Gonzo Bourne is, I assure you. <laughs> <laughs> Such <laughs> a fruit, I guess. <laughs> you are, apparently. Who knew? That's okay.
0: Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> it's, it's, nothing it's all wrong good. With there's got to be a
4: few of else. us, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Bring bringing up the morality curve for the rest of us.
0: Thank you very nice. much. Next week, bye. We love you. Big hearts hey, and flowers. Right. Yep.
2: See you. No
0: problem. Paul David.
3: uh Wikipedia. Ugh, cannot be your friend sometimes.
0: <laughs> you did not Google <laughs> don't, Gonzo. Don't boy. click
4: I am lucky. What the hell's don't, wrong with you? Don't Google Goatsy.
0: Goatsy, I was just,
1: <laughs> you,
4: damn you. I was
1: just going to say that. That's the Bane mask, isn't it? He's <laughs> s-
0: singing like a tire swing. Oh, boy. Shh. <laughs>
1: Who knew this was such a shelter life? I know, right? Fuck Chicago. I'm it's
4: not okay. a porn. I'm
1: honestly, what, I'm not a What is a porn this cover you speak so. of? What, is, <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what
3: are these automobiles? What is oh, like I, I don't. <laughs> Eiffel Tower. What? It's,
0: it's, you know, it's very admirable <laughs> oh that, that you're not into the prawn. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's you very know, admirable. Just,
3: I've never been a porn guy. I'm just nothing wrong with shit. that. It's. <sighs> you no, know, why watch? It's just watch, surprising. Why watch when you can do? I think, oh, it's, it's, I think it's one of those
1: things where maybe the, the terminology. It's. it's I. Because I didn't know. When I first. I, I knew what it was. I just didn't know that that's what they called it until much later. So, I mean, it, it, it could just be a terminology thing. I'm trying to give them a benefit of the doubt. I'll start
0: you off with some so, of Joe it, DiMaggio.
3: Like, stuff. So, Gonzo Porn is basically like the Blair Witch project of. <laughs> That's a Maybe good it's, analogy. Each like, per- person viewer
4: of porn, it's, it's it's under the premise of nobody likes the plot anyway. So why bother having
2: the plot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. a plot? I camera, am the so s- scared. He had a big snap <snot> bubble. <laughs> yeah, big snot bubble. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! How do it do sucks. I get all of
3: you guys yeah. in an instant message. I want to send this to you. Um, how do I do that? Say goodnight, people. Goodnight, people. Goodnight, Irene. Oh, Vince, I want to show you something.
0: Uh, online, uh while we're recording? Oh, we- No, we're done. Oh, okay, we're done. Bye. Yeah.
2: Bye. So Peace.
0: Peace.